What's up and welcome to the Kind of Funny Podcast. That's not right. The Kind of Funny Games cast as always. I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Hello, Tim. How are you? I'm pretty damn good, Greg. You're on the eve of a Nintendo Direct. How's it feel? It feels real good. It's been it's been a very, very long time since I've had this this feeling in me, this feeling of hype, this feeling of terror. You never really know what Nintendo's going to do. So I'm hoping for the best, expecting the worst. What sure, about you? Cancel Nintendo. <laughs> the new face of video games, blessing out of Yoya Jr. I'm so excited. I, Just I feel like I. there's nothing I can have but too high of expectations. You know, like, I don't think there's anything they can really re- reveal at this direct that really has me like, oh, they did it. Because after over a year of not having directs, I'm like, I just want everything. I want Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild. I want Metroid Prime. I want Bayonetta 3. Give me Mario Golf. Give me a new Smash yes. Brothers character. Yes, Mario Golf. Yeah. Greg Miller, you have a, your hand Yeah, raised? I just want to I want to point it out for the judge, jury, and the executioner, Andy Cortez, as we call him over here. <laughs> that Blessing made the joke. One of us is going to have to change, and, and like we all do when we wear matching kind of funny shirts, and then he buttoned up his jacket. <laughs> like He's like, he wasn't joking. He was dead was serious. Plan. I'm not going to wear this fucking t-shirt if Greg's wearing this t-shirt. I'll change it like, if it's that important to you. You know no, what I mean? Look identical. Look similar. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, I would exactly. never know who's who. Who's who? Impossible. What if y'all turn off yeah. your camera so I know who's the one talking? Like Just, yeah. so, I can, just so I can Come tell. On. I and really course, didn't think I didn't think Barrett or Blessing was gonna commit to that. That's really impressive. It, yeah, I'll go change shirts. You want me to change shirts, Plus? No, no, no. It's, it's all good. I'll I'm do fine. it. No, but You're, I like the I'll rare do rare it. Because <laughs> here's the thing: people don't usually see the logo on this shirt, and so they never know that it's rare rare. But if I zip up, then it's like, whoa, he has a rare shirt because he's a real mm-hmm. rare fan. Yeah. Because yeah. I love yeah. rare. He loves rare. I heard you have all the achievements in retro the retro replay collection thing they put out, right? I mean, if retro Repl- or if a uh, rare replay rare, was on one, yeah. was on PlayStation, I would at least have the platinum for <laughs> Jeff or Gemini. <laughs> and joining us for this kind of funny games cast on his birthday, the Nitro Rifle Andy Cortez. Good to see you, everybody. Good to 20, see you. Twenty-eight years old. Twenty-eight years old. His first kind of funny games cast of twenty twenty-one. Very exciting stuff. This is the Kind of Funny Games cast each and every week right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. We all get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. You can get the show for free on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny or RoosterTeeth.com as a video. If you want it as a podcast, search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Games cast. But you're going to be getting those with ads. You're going to be getting those with no exclusive post show. If you want those things, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like our Patreon producers. It's a long list here. Thank all of you. Graham of Legend, David Mintel, Trevor Starkey, Elliot, Patrick Higgins, James Hastings, Katie Gallacher, Sancho West Gaming, Chai Jackson Burgess, Alex J. Sandoval, Julian, the gluten-free gamer, Man Bear Paradox, Talia Floyd, Civilian Soldier, Mizuki, Trent Barry, Kevin Bogues, Joseph O. Yusuf, Tyler Ross, Jesse the De- Decrepit, James Davis, and the nanobiologist. Thank Keep all going, of you Tim. There's definitely more. Keep going. Andy, when you hear <laughs> Kevin Bogues, who do you think of? Kevin Bones? Bogues. Uh, Bogues? Mugsy, baby. Mugsy Bogues. Number zero. Mugsy Bogues, baby. Slam yeah. a jam on that. See, it's different because if you see, like, I initially I heard Kevin Nash or Kevin Bones, and I thought Kevin Nash. Mm. Kev, if For I no, said Kevin Bones, you would think of Kevin Nash? No, they've never said called him that in my life. Uh, I would think you, of like, I don't know, a, Macho Man. Remember how he was Bonesaw? I would think of Macho Man if you said Kevin uh, Bones. No, but I was thinking in how in Magic Mike, Kevin Nash is in it. A lot of boners in there. 
A lot of boners in Madison. So many See, boners. Andy, I know you're a sports. Kevin person. Nash is in my is in. Yeah, Greg, would you fucking believe it? He's one of the main strippers. Bullshit. Bullshit. Swear to God. Yes. Swear to God, dude. NWO, Sweet. Kevin Nash, Diesel. Yes. You're fucking with me. You're fucking with me. No. 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 I'm Googling. Look I'm not falling for this again. Look at that. Kevin Nash. I love this. I thought you meant Steve Nash. I thought you meant Steve Nash. I was like, Steve Nash was in Magic Mike. Whoa. What movie? I don't know which one is weirder, you know? But it worked. It freaking worked. Greg, you're literally about to have your mind blown. We ain't lying with you. We ain't fibbing. Just like he's in uh, uh, John, John Wick. Wick 2 or 1 or which one? 1? One. 1. I'm, well, first off, every knows him from being Super Shredder in Ninja Turtles 2. That's what That's he right. is. All right. What the fuck? I didn't know that. How did wait, I not wait, know this? Which Ninja Turtles 2? The Super, Super Shredder. Shredder. The ooze. The big one. The God, it's been Shredder. so long Shredder, since yeah, that takes movie. The That's ooze, the same yeah. one with Go Ninja, Go Ninja, yeah. Go. Yeah. Wow. Now, holy shit. Now, does he talk in this movie or does he yeah. just dance and throw yeah, glitter? dude. No, he talks not. debatably too much. Yeah. Shout out here. I'm on, I, you know, Googled it, of course. I ended up on Banner Bruce's YouTube page, which has 3.15 thousand subs. Uh, Magic Mike, Double XL, Tarzan's performance, Kevin Nash. And the, the number one upvoted thing is uh, from Brandon Elliott TV, who says, Tear Quad on stage. He <laughs> <laughs> heard his quads a lot. Remember? Wait, uh, in, in the oh. ring. <laughs> In the ring, Terry's quad. I don't, this I don't is remember. kind of funny, Games Cast. Let's talk about some video games. There's now a video game out that most of us have played uh, at least a bit of. Some of us have played a whole bunch of, and I am fully unleashed to say whatever I want about Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. The embargoes are up. Everything's over. We can do whatever we want, but bless, I want to start with you because you've never played Mario 3D World at all. You fell in love with Sackboy's Big Adventure I a couple did. months ago at the launch of the PlayStation 5. And I was telling you, I was like, I can't wait for you to play Mario 3D World. How much have you played and what are you thinking so far? I've only played the first level. I've been holding off because uh, tonight I actually have a friend who also has the game that we're going to play co-op together. And so I, I started playing the first level last night. And then I was like, all right, I don't want to play too much into this because I know I'm going to have to replay it. Um, and so, so far, like, you know, I'm enjoying it. It's definitely a Mario game. I almost tweeted this, but I tweet too much. And so I held it back. But I almost tweeted out like, man, why do Mario games have intros? You know, like we, we, know, <laughs> we know what's going on here. We know, we know, we know, we know Bowser's going to kidnap somebody. I was surprised actually that you didn't kidnap uh peach but he's still up to nefarious shit and so it's bowser doing what bowser does uh and yeah upon playing the first level i think i thought it was gonna gonna be more like uh not astro's playroom Sackboy, a big adventure Mm. you know than it seems to actually be because it feels way more i guess it just feels way more like a mario game than a Sackboy game thankfully because mario games feel awesome uh and so with that like I'm looking forward to playing more of it. I don't really know. I'm, I still don't really know what to expect, and I still don't know if I'm going to end up falling in love with it because traditionally I love Mario, but I'm still in that place of like, okay, is this going to be more new Super Mario Brothers for me, or is it going to be 3D Mario, or is it going to be in between? You know, it's it really, be in between. it's really surprising because I'm like, bless. Have you seen anything? Like, I mean, it's impossible that Sackboy could have taken any of the things that you know 3d world did but that came to, it came out in 2013 like what the fuck dude? that is that was wild. eight years ago that was eight years ago what were you doing in 2013 greg i was working at ign covering this game oh fuck okay i was i was in high yeah. school Greg was in high school andy yeah you, you uh you've been playing it too before you talk about bowser's fury just the the 3d world part how much have you played of that 
uh, pretty much what we played yesterday on youtube.com slash kind of funny plays it was a lot of fun had a lot more fun with it than i thought it would than we than i thought we would and i think once we kind wait, of wait wait why do got... you think you wouldn't have that much fun with it well because it's nick like nick's there too. oh you sure. know <laughs> i just because I, I know what nick that likes to do he likes to just like he likes to fuck with you right he yeah. wants to mess with you and he wants to throw you off the stage and he did a couple times but it i i loved once we all got on the same page tim and we all kind mm-hmm. of agreed like this is the goal right this is what we're trying to do with four people, it's even more chaotic. There was a moment where <laughs> Mike thought he had died, and all of us are on the far right end of the screen. Like, why can't we see what's happening over here? And then we all die, and the camera moves to Mike because he was really on the far left side of the screen. Kind of. Oh, hidden. Mike. So it's those little those little elements that kind of bother me, uh, camera wise. But you just gotta you gotta learn that it's a shared screen experience. You're gonna all kind of have the same experience. It was a blast, dude. I had a lot of fun with it. I'd only really ever played it on Wii U when I rented it from a red box, I think, like one weekend. <laughs> so this is one that I've been looking forward to a lot. And uh, yeah, it was. It doesn't seem like a 2013 game. I think that's what's most impressive about it. It feels like it's very, very ahead of its time, except for the internet. Oh, my yeah. God. The Good online Lord. is just... What are we Abysmal. doing, everybody? How, yeah. how, are we, how are we still doing this? How... <laughs> And especially, Greg, because we're trying to get these precise things, like there's a green star that Tim yeah. really, really wants to get, and it's part of his collection, similar to the sprites with Tim and Smash Bros. So he's using us, but really, we didn't help much. Like you, no, you he did, though. He would have had a lot more help if you handed the controller to, to Moose, right, to play and try <laughs> okay, to get well, stuff for him. <laughs> yeah, um, Moose, would, Moose would throw me off a lot less than Nick did. I, I can yeah. guarantee that. There's a couple moments of precision that we're trying to get this green star, and it's really tough because these platforms are spinning in a certain way, and you have to kind of wait till they spin, and you have to get on their skinny side. Anyway, it's a pain in the ass, but while you're doing that, it's also five frames a second because the internet starts kind of hitching when there's a lot of shit on screen now granted no i was the only one hardwired i think everybody was all wi-fi so that may you know add to some problems but still draw back to the switch blessing eddie oye jr from kind of funny so should i not play this game online co-op then because that was that's kind of what i was looking forward to is my core experience and now that i know that i have friends who who have the game and want to play it but like i don't have the switch extension thing for ethernet and so i'm gonna be playing on wi-fi but i'm not the best wi-fi Here's the thing, man. The Switch Ethernet adapter, I mean, it's just an Ethernet adapter. So you can buy the Amazon Basics mm-hmm. one for like eight bucks. Mm-hmm. And then you'll just have it for when you need it. It's really super cheap and it's like easy as hell to, to use. And then, damn, it's just a much better internet experience. For our next stream, I'm going to wire in. We're going to be good to go. Um, I did a couple tests and it didn't fix too much. Like it's still Nintendo <laughs> Online. But uh, <laughs> bless to answer your question, I've been playing a lot of this game. I have 100%ed the core game so far. So up until beating Bowser, I have all the green yeah, stars, yeah, all up. the stamps. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Woo! you. It's not that much of an accomplishment. I was saying oh, last oh, week, sorry. it's uh, the core yeah, game's man. pretty simple, pretty easy. Uh, even getting all the collectibles, which really is kind of the point. Every level has a stamp and three gold stars or three green stars. Uh, that you need to get in addition to getting grabbing the top of the flagpole so those are the four kind of like extra winning uh situations you need to do in order to fully complete the level so i did all of that for the main game then when i was playing with these guys it was my first time playing in the post-game levels since 2013 and i though they are significantly more difficult than the rest of the game 
So I knew we were being thrown to the deep end here. I've definitely thrown Nick in the deep end. I'm just like, there's a lot of mechanics you got to learn here. This is not 3D Mario. It kind of looks like it, but it's not. It plays more like 2D Mario in 3D. You have to kind of like wrap your head around that. But on top of that, online introduces a lot of different elements that don't nest and multiplayer in general that sometimes that enhance the experience in one way, but make it a completely different game. So us playing yesterday was some of the most fun I've had playing a game in a very long time, Andy. Like, yeah. and I think a lot of that had to do with the, the crew we had and we were focused. And when we, when it clicked, all of us were working as a unit, even with the, the lag and all that stuff. I feel like for as bad as all the lag is and as bad as the internet setup is, we never got disconnected and it was always slow down. It was never like us disappearing and moving somewhere else. Mm. You know what I mean? It was always playable. Even if it was kind of like, oh, this is annoying as shit. If it was you know the I mean? optimized experience, yeah. yeah. Would you prefer to play that way or to play alone? And that's the thing is like it's it, they're totally different games that have pros mm-hmm. and cons. I, I found myself looking back at this game and while I agree with Andy that it's like crazy how ahead of its time it is, it does feel now that we've had so many more years of platformers, 3D, 2D, Mario or otherwise – uh, playing through it, I'm kind of like, this is, it's super polished and it's really fun, but I don't know that it's the 10 out of 10 that I used to think it was. Uh, but, really? But playing multiplayer with, uh, with them, I'm like, damn, there's a whole side of this game that I just never really got to appreciate, which is the, the chaos of ha- forcing everyone to work together and some of the like things of it getting in your way, like the camera and all that stuff, like that's, it's, part of the design it's not bad design it's designed that way to make sure that no one's running too far ahead and it's like you need to communicate with your your partners about hey you go here we need to stick here you know okay this challenging thing we're gonna let our best person go forward and do that in addition to that each of the playable characters plays completely different mario is classic mario toad it has a a worse jump but is faster uh peach can kind of hover for a bit but is pretty slow and luigi's also slow Sucks. but has his like flutter jump <laughs> uh but all of those add levels of difficulty to the whole game and i will say that that i put more in the con section than the pro section i do wish that we could just play as any character we want with a different color skin and mm-hmm. call it a day because it, it did kind of suck that people were stuck playing characters that they didn't necessarily want to play like andy was toad how was that experience I just didn't jump as high as everybody else. I was fast as hell, which worked out in a couple of scenarios. But I don't really want that to be the Mario experience when you're trying to, all right, well, so-and-so's Toad, they're the fastest. Make them run ahead and try to catch up to the the moving goalpost or whatever that was kind of, we were chasing down a track. There was a moment where Nick was, I think, Rosalina, and could was the only one that could make this long jump either him or mike we just didn't trust either of them and there's a moment where you have to jump kind of far to get to this area so a lot of it was like let's get back to the thing and hopefully we can get we can get nick to jump on the goalpost and it just never worked out to the point where we tried something else completely different because you you kind of get stuck with the if you're stuck being the person you better hope that you're good and that was kind of a bummer yeah so bless to go back to it and answer your question should you play this game single player or multiplayer i do think a little bit of both is the right answer because you'll kind of understand the design of the game a lot more and you'll really find the fun elements of both styles of gameplay and i think that especially in the core game like playing multiplayer if you're only playing with one other person you're gonna have a good time 
Okay. Uh, it's just a bigger matter of like them finding a character that they actually want to pick or you finding a character that's not Mario, which honestly is kind of a bummer. And I got to assume a one and one situation bless is going to be a lot easier than four different computers or four different consoles trying to play online with different internet speeds and different. I mean, Greg, we're talking about packet loss. You know what I mean? Think about Dude, that for a second. The problem Ponder your the latency. On, the yeah, your latency and packet losses, pings. Ugh. All those things are just issues that are going to, the more people you have in a game, it's going to compound and I think make it worse. So I think if it's you and somebody else that, uh, you know, has a decent internet connection, I think you'll be fine. Just make sure that you're the host, though. When you eventually mm. get this Ethernet thing again, they're not expensive. They're like I don't know, ten dollars, eight dollars totally. on yeah. Amazon. Like I've not, I've not gotten them just out of la- laziness for the most part. You know, like mm-hmm. when I was yeah, playing Smash, sure. I was kind of like I should get this thing, but I'm just, I'm just gonna hold off. No, um, yeah. but that, the, I, I mean, a, this all sounds like good news though. I made it a point to get it. I think when Smash was coming out because I wanted to be the host on a lot of the games, and so Tim was the host yesterday because it was his world, and he's the one who's completed most of the game, so he has everything unlocked, and. We, but he was on Wi-Fi, so I think that may have added to some of the issues. Now, if he was, Tim, we should try it out later, just you and I oh, yeah. both hardwired totally. to see how that works, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, that's the thing is, like, when, a uh, thing for you, everyone, to keep in mind at home is whoever's playing, whoever's the host online, the game progress in co-op benefits them. It doesn't benefit the other people. Right. Oh, So. Okay. If you're trying to 100%, if you're trying to, like, actually play through the game, like, I know you're going to bless because you're blessed, mm-hmm. uh, you should probably just keep that in mind. Uh, maybe just start your own game yourself and not worry about it, or just make sure you're the one, whoever you're playing He's with. He's hosting it. it. Yeah, 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 exactly. And also, if you're going to play it, I'd say just 100% all of it through co-op bless, because, I don't know, maybe you're not a whiny bitch like me, but <laughs> recently so- getting... Recently, getting back into 2K and playing offline and then playing online, it's like, wow, this is night and day. I am going to whine any second I can when I'm playing online because the lag here is really, really bad. And so I'm wondering if you might have that sort of like, damn, I should just play this offline, right? So you never know any better. Yeah. Does Sackboy have, or does uh, Mario have the thing where you have to collect the like the green stars or whatever, like the extra stars in the levels in order to progress overall. Cause that's the thing Sackboy does. And that made me be like, okay, well I have to collect everything that I can because I want to make sure that I'm good to go. Yeah. You need a certain amount of green stars to unlock the next levels. Uh, but like gotcha. so many of the green stars, especially in the core game are so in your face that like the levels are never that big or that crazy. So it's like you, you're going to want to hundred percent it as you're going through. Like okay. the game is very, very, very exquisitely designed in that sense. Um, and I do think that it's a testament to the quality of the game that yesterday when we were playing with Mike and Andy, who do not play these games, uh, or sorry, not Mike and Nick, that, who do not play these games at all, um, that when we first played, I threw them into like late game levels and it was pretty much a disaster. But after about 20 minutes and like after we like beat a couple levels and we moved into the harder stuff, like they all got it, and by the end of the stream, we played for a couple hours, and we we've almost hundred percent completed an entire challenge world, getting all the coins or all the stars and all the stamps. So it's like I was very impressed with how much they caught onto it and learned and all that shit, and all, how we were able to work together even with the lag, even with all the stuff. So yeah, when you com- definitely when you there. when you compare how we were at the early stages of that stream compared to at the very end where. We're fighting Nintendo's camera, and there's a moment where the camera is more fixated on me, and Tim needs to go down low to go get something. 
And he's like, Andy, help me out. I'm like, I got you, Doc. So I just kind of moved down a bit totally. as far as I can go before screwing myself over. And the camera shifted down for Tim, and he was able to do whatever task he needed to down there. Stomping on a thwomp. Who knows? Hell Who yes. knows? Stomping right? on a thwomp. <laughs> Who knows what these damn games got? So Nobody moving knows. on then from, uh, from 3D World to Bowser's Fury. Andy, how much of that have you played? I played around three hours last night. A lot of fun. God damn, it's a lot of fun. I'm pretty impressed by it. I didn't think it was going to be this big. I I thought I'd be done with it maybe in, after three hours. I don't know how much of there is left. How far but are the, you? How many how many cash shines you got? Oh, I haven't unlocked the forty one. Oh, okay. You got a lot more to go. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah this, I'm this, right there with you. It is a lot more expansive than I I thought it was going to be. I guess I just underestimated what it was going to be. I, I At first, when they started hinting Bowser's Fury, I thought it was going to be an add-on to Mario 3D World. And then finding out it's sort of this just side story bonus game, that sort of put my expectations low, thinking that it's going to be you know, a two- or three-hour experience that might be testing some stuff for the future of Mario. And it just kind of keeps going. It keeps going in a really interesting way where you are not going back to a hub world and going and picking levels. You are not going back to your central area and then jumping into paintings or whatever the hell you want to call it. You're not going back to your ship like an Odyssey. You're just out in the open. And the more you complete, the more gets opened up in this giant map. Um, I think it's really smart with how... So it's sort of like their interpretation of what an open world should be. And with how fast travel works, you're just getting on that little Plessy dinosaur. What's her name? Well, Plessy? that's not fast Get travel. Get a Plessy dinosaur. Oh, no, that's not fast travel, but it's like it makes it... Because there is fast travel eventually. It makes it easier to get around the world without feeling like I got to walk all the damn way over here. Because a lot of it, you are kind of based in the water. So you get on the dinosaur and you sort of swim to another little island. But I guess the whole idea of there not being this hub world kind of threw me off. And I wasn't expecting that. And I wasn't expecting to like it. Um, I think it's really neat the way, uh, essentially the way the, the game works, Bowser's pissed off, right? He's all mad. We don't really know why. Bowser Jr. is kind of telling his thing he's like yeah my dad's mad i don't really know why and then ba- and then <laughs> big old bowser this dude <laughs> and then every like 15 minutes bless big old pissed off bowser pops up and you see him off in the distance which is really really neat you see a giant shell kind of off in the distance while you're doing your it's almost like majora's mask in a way you're waiting for the day to kind of end or whatever and here you're waiting for bowser to eventually pop up and wreak havoc and he and it starts raining and that's when you know he's he's sort of coming and it becomes a real time event in the game where once the droplets starts uh start happening you know that Bowser's about to start uh so you kind of got to it's like in outer wilds you know when the when the supermassive black hole is going to hit so you kind of got to do your shit before that thing happens and that's how it is here Bowser comes and wreaks havoc and in that there's also some really cool game design elements there's a lot of spots in the world where only blocks with Bowser's face on them can be destroyed by Bowser. And a lot of it'll be like a, a giant ass grid of Bowser blocks. And you're like, Oh, I know there's a Bowser block here. It, when he reappears in the next five minutes, I want to go Rush over there over and hope that he destroys them. Yeah. And so you run over there and, and you hope that when he pops up, um, he blows fire and essentially blows up these blocks. And there's going to be either a cat shine in there or, I guess it's only cat shines, Tim. It's only cat shines, yeah. It's only cat shines. So there's some of them that are like there's like mini cat shines where you have to get five of them to get one. Yeah, it's like shards mm-hmm. essentially. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just really cool. And and aside from that, you know, when you're not waiting for Bowser or when you are waiting for Bowser and you're off time, there's just a lot of really cool, typical Nintendo game design shit where, you know, um, the, the one of the moments I really enjoyed, Tim, is when you're running on the platforms that are invisible unless you're standing on it mm-hmm. and it kind of shows like a surrounding area of where you're running and it's like, am I about to fall off? I got to get all the coins. It's just typical Nintendo shit that's really good and really well done, and I am uh, enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. How did you feel yeah. about it, Tim? You beat it, right? I did. I, I have now 100% in that mode. That was the first thing I did uh, before I even played any of 100 World. cat shines. You got all of them. Got and, all of them uh, and yeah, there are, there are 100 Tim's cat a shines. pussy magnet. Uh, we will start there but uh uh yeah so you beat the game a lot you you beat bowser's fury it, it functions similar to like mario 64 or odyssey or anything where it's like you don't need to get all the stars to beat bowser you know uh i don't remember exactly the amount you beat him at but there is a lot of stars once you like beat the game and then you continue and then there's a more like real ending at the end of it um and i really really enjoyed my time with it i think bowser's fury alone to do everything took probably like six hours or so. Um, and I had a great time the entire time. The Bowser randomly popping up to fight you gets extremely tiring the hundredth time it happens. And I think that that is definitely, I do feel like the entire experience was a test bed for what a Mario game could be. And I don't think we're ever going to see this Mario game uh, actually be made into a full featured thing because at the end of the day, the Mario 3D world gameplay, I don't think lends itself to this open world idea. Like, I think it would have benefited more from a, a Mario Odyssey, Mario 64 style uh, gameplay and just control of Mario himself. But they use the rules and design ideas and, and, and gimmicks of 3D world very well. It definitely does feel like a 3D world expansion of going back to the the cat suit and the the ice skate and plessy and all these things it's like okay i experienced the hell out of this in 2013 but i'm getting a lot more out of it in 2021 now and like nintendo did go back to the drawing board and come up with some really cool stuff it feels a lot like galaxy 2 to galaxy 1 uh in terms of ideas from the original 3d world to what bowser's fury is now but Really good time, really interesting experiment. Uh, I think there's a couple bizarre choices here and there, but overall, like this being packaged with 3D World, it's like, damn, that's a. I, I love the switching of abilities. I think it's really cool. And uh, on the fly, essentially, you have your cat bells, and it's you. It's almost like having an ammunition inventory or something like that. You'll you can collect up to five cat bells, up to five boomerang. Abilities up to five fire flowers, up to five mushrooms, and the other ones, I forget which ones they are, tanuki suit. And on the fly, depending on where you need to go, or maybe you need to climb this wall, maybe you need to, you know, light something on fire, or you just want to be Fire Mario or whatever, you can on the fly just swap between those abilities, and it makes it really convenient, and it's fun as hell. I, I So many of the puzzles last night, you're just delighted, because Nintendo's just being Nintendo, and it's always fun when they are that. And they are just so unapolog- unapologetically cute as hell. It's so charming. We're going to stream a lot more of it next Tuesday, twitch.tv slash games, where the same squad will continue uh, trying to 100% the rest of the game. It's going to get real difficult towards the end, so we'll oh, see how that man. goes. <laughs> but How before... long before Nick quits in anger? 
Uh, Nick's, Nick's being a good sport so No, far. Nick's going to make no. one of us quit is the thing. Because oh, okay. okay. in 3D Mario World or Mario 3D World, you can pick up somebody and run with them. And it's usually done on accident because the run button is the X button on the left side, right? And that's also pick up a somebody. So there's so many moments where we have like a long runway we need to run down. It's like, all right, all right everybody, we got to wait for the timing to go. All right, ready? Go. And then everybody starts running. You hit that button and immediately there's two people carrying somebody. <laughs> and then like at the end of it, Nick will just throw me off, <laughs> off the cliff and I die. And it's just like, I fucking hate this guy. I hate working with this dude. Yeah. yeah, Greg. Hey, you have not been playing Mario 3D World, but That's you right. have been playing 13 Sentinels and Haven. Yeah. So what happened is uh, yesterday I took the day off, uh, which is you know something new for me. And I tweeted, Jen and I took the day off. Right now we're listening to Taylor Swift on the couch with Porty while I play the Division Two and drink coffee. And Jen surfs the net, playing planting gardens and whatnot. It's raining outside or outside. Perfect day. Heart. A very sweet, uh, use the gif of us kissing. Then uh, this asshole half-measure response, it's sure going to be nice when you get to talk about playing new games. All right, well, go fuck yourself. I went on, before the show today, I had a two hour and a half, two hours. So I was like, I'll, I'll finally give uh, 13 Sentinels a, a run. And let me tell you, that is not a Greg game. I'm glad people enjoy no. that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that is not my jam. It's a beautiful game if you haven't looked into it and seen like the, you know, vanillaware art that they're using for it and stuff for the uh, settings of it. But, you know, it's giant mechs invading your town or whatever. There's some time travel going on. There's some, there's some memory going on. <laughs> the gameplay isn't Honestly, you actually doing anything like cool an with game. the mechs. No, no, it's not Gundams. It's mechs, not Gundams. No, Andy's going to hate it then. You're going to hate you're it, not, okay? You ever see me at the local uh, skating rink in elementary school taking shots of pickle juice, playing no. Virtua on? Virtual Wait, no, on? Yeah. You, you were doing shots on, of pickle Is that what they do at Texas? <laughs> so, blessing, when you're like 10, 11 years old, you couldn't drink alcohol, but it felt really cool and like rebellious to take shots of pickle juice. So you just go oh to my the bar. God. Hey, hey, I'll take two shots of pickle juice. So you take two shots of them. That's cool. And place a virtual on, yeah. I would have told what? you to get the fuck out of my bar. Get out and get out of the arcade. I am not giving you any more pickle juice. Pickles Damn are great. kids. Pickles are, you know that I love pickles. Claws yeah. and pickles. We've talked about it before. Okay. Mm. They're always cold, never heated. Um, no, but that's just weird that, like, I don't know. I, I love pickle juice, but yeah, how many other kids were doing this? The shots? Yeah. Oh, everybody. It was all the rave. <laughs> really? Rage. I can't just I just can't imagine like a bunch of kids walking around with pickle juice breath <laughs> breathing I mean, all take, up in the air. You just take a couple of shots. I mean, well, it was a pickle juice breath because then you would immediately follow that up with a bag of hot Cheetos. So it was always like oh. you're you're skating in the rink for several hours. You're requesting some some maybe some Usher to be played, maybe some Limp Biscuit. How many times are you vomiting? I, I was gonna say, how many times are kids vomiting or dropping to the ground with the worst Charlie horses of all time? And talk about dehydrated. They're drinking yeah. pickle juice, eating hot yeah. Cheetos, and then no, going pickle juice helps physical with physical exercise. Helps with the cramps. These, these are I thought just it the other questions. No, no, you drink pickle juice to, to stop cramps. That was good, Tim. Thank you. Thank you. That was good. Huh. That was good to me. Anyways, yeah, 13 Sentinels. And then, so it's got this story on it that I'm, again, I'm not super deep into it by any stretch of the imagination. I'm telling you, I, you know, I had an hour and a half to, today to get into stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, I can see why people love it, but it's just that kind of Japanese game that's just not my style in terms of storytelling, in terms of presentation, in terms of just like, 
I know when I think Imran was on and talked about it, he talked about, oh, man, yeah, you know, the nurse, they gave her these gigantic breasts that are completely distracting to it. And it's like, yeah, sure, of course. Like, he skipped over that. Literally, you start the fucking game, and the, the it all starts happening, and this girl starts lifting her skirt, then is naked inside the mech where she's bent over in the front of the mech, and, like, her arm is, you know, strategically placed not to show her nip, and then the screen cuts, you know, right where her ass crack would start. She's like, am I game? naked? Where happened to my clothes? <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. And then... He went later on, and when you're playing as her, her prologue, you walk into a guy, fall down, land. Of course, there's an upskirt. You're like, oh my god! It's just like that's this is that kind of game. That's the storytelling you're doing. Go for it, everybody. Uh, Greg, it's and, quarantine. You know, I gotta. We gotta. I hear you, Andy. You it's know. your birthday. Let, let your hair down with some thir- the thirteen exactly. sentinels. Uh, and then yeah, the actual gameplay of it, because that's just you know you walking around doing the story stuff, engaging in the dialogue. You know, you learn facts that you then use to people. Uh, uh, then you use the gameplay, which is yeah, you know, like. Things are, it's, you know, uh, Kaiju are attacking the city or whatever, and you have your mech, and uh, again, I'm still, I think I just got out of this tutorial for it, uh, where, but you're all just from a, like, overhead map with these, like, icons on it that you click on your thing, and then you, like, shoot your rockets to do this. I'm glad people dig it. It ain't a Greg Miller game. I stopped, uh, at which point I had, you know, like, 30 minutes before this show, and I was like, oh, well, I, what else do I have on my hard drive here? And, of course, Pathless is there, because Blessing says I need to play it, and I need to play it. I know I need to play it. Damn, I never but, beat Pathless. I never beat it. Yeah, it's right? So good. I need to get back to it, but I knew I didn't have enough time for that, so I was like, oh, Haven. I've had Haven on my mind, obviously, since it was in uh, the Kind of Funny Game Showcase, I think, at PAX uh, West. Uh, and... Uh, it had come out. It didn't get rave reviews. So and it was. It came out against something else. So it just sat on my uh, uh, you know, dashboard or whatever, cross media bar for the longest time. And started it up today again with thirty minutes. And I totally fucked this up. I should have done this first, and I would have played it the entire time. Bear, do you want to play this? This is from my Twitter right now. This is just me saying that it slaps. Like this is the opening uh, intro to it right now. If you're an audio listener, you'll just hear it. If you're a visual listener, it starts with this. Of course. If you don't remember, Haven is this game that can be played single player. It can be played co-op. It's about these two lovers uh, on a, their own planet or whatever. They're on the run from what you would assume to be bad guys. And the story is still developing as I go. Uh, it's the one where you glide around the field. And I would say, like, you know, it's way more about the conversation. This is, again, off 30 minutes of gameplay. You're getting my quick previews as if I came off the pack show floor. Uh this is more about conversation, talking to each other. Like we got in a fight and it was how do I want to respond? And I, I started the fight by saying something. So it's like if I wonder if I could go backwards, if I could make a different choice and not have it go that way. But the choices you make, you get like, oh, you know, you or which is one of the characters feeling more confident. Like you're seeing that change and stuff. So I need to get deeper into it to see how the systems play out. But the gliding uh, of it uh, is something that I would also, you won't see it here, but you kind of do as this guy flies right here. If you remember it, it's third person, you're behind, you're have both players in play at all times if even if you're playing single player you can move with the d-pad and you glide around tim and i think tim you should try this because you this glide around really very much like flower through okay. these fields of yeah. grass like and you're picking up energy that I, the mission i did was picking up energy to take it back to the ship to do it uh can to get, get the ship power sure bear can you give a quick google uh, uh for it or whatever um and on top of that you can stop and pick up stuff but the gliding of it felt like flower right but then it had a you know down on the left stick is a u-turn then it has drifting and it, it all this Ooh. suddenly started feeling like a, a skate game where it felt like you know more of a let like, you see as you go through here oh you well, get this a is bit flower of, as fuck okay and i haven't gotten into combat or whatever as this thing's chasing them but it's you know gliding around doing this thing turning around picking up these things like i just got out of the movement tutorial but it 
hit the spot. You know what I mean? For an afternoon where I was like, I wanted to play something different and have something grab me. 13 oh. Sentinels didn't. This did. And I'm excited to get back to it. Um, uh, yeah. That's not I what I expected at all from this game. Yeah. yeah. What from well, my description or from what you saw in the intro? Uh, from from traversal, from tra- gotcha. traversal standpoint, I think I'd only seen uh, scenes of combat where it is turn-based, and that's immediately what made me say, mm-hmm. eh, I'm not a huge fan of turn-based. Sure, sure, but sure. the traversal look reminds me a lot of Pathless, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 a little yeah. bit. This is one that I, I also tried like the first 45 minutes of during break. Uh, and I was like, okay, no, this is super cool. And I wasn't in the mood for it then. I actually re-downloaded it to my PS5 uh, actually like last week because during stream, somebody had mentioned that Haven was developed by the same uh, developer as Fury. And Fury is a uh, game that I absolutely loved. Like that soundtrack slap, that gameplay I was all about. And when I realized that, I was like, oh, shoot. Okay, sweet. I got to immediately re-download Haven because I did not know. And yeah, like the, the my one takeaway from playing this game during the break was like, man, this game is making me feel hella lonely because these this couple, oh my god, they're in love. Like they're all about each other. <laughs> I was like, man, they're in the quarantine. I'm like, dude, I want that. I want Bless, that's what I'm saying, Bless. At the beginning of Bowser's Fury, a tutorial pops up and it's like, hey, here's how to play with a friend. I'm like, <laughs> it's like, damn, friends. Think there's anybody sitting next to me? <laughs> me? I wish uh, this chair is reserved for somebody. Just haven't met her yet. Haven't met her yet, Bless. Right there, this looks awesome, man. Yeah, I'm excited very, to very play cool. more of it. Yeah, you know, What's like it I said, I, uh, PlayStation Five is what I'm playing on, uh, but I think it's not everything. Uh, and yeah, one of the things they say at the very front is, you know, like uh, Haven's not a challenging game. Like they make it very clear about that, right? Um, like it's supposed to be a relaxed, chill kind of thing. I think as you go through and uh, get the story of it, uh, they are both voice acted. And I think the performers so far are doing a great job. Like I was immediately like, oh, you know, like, sitting oh, up, listening, being involved in the story. You're cleaning up all the little red gunk on the ground. You know, somebody That's has cool. to fix it flower style. It, it reminded oh, yeah. me of, um, uh, you know, obviously, I think there should be different game genres, right? I'm a proponent of there being different types of games, everybody. Mm-hmm. But, Bless, what if you just add a little dash mechanical parry in here, right? Oh, like, my God. Oh, this is a little real-time combat. Because, like, the visuals oh, yeah. of this game are very me. I want to play that game based on aesthetics alone. But I don't want to slow down to a fight and attack. And you gotta be clicking heads. Work. You gotta stay loose out there. You gotta stay. I loose. mean, I like the dashing, like ching ching. Hey, oh, don't don't. Hey, don't have you played Fury? Base, though, though. Oh, I played Fury. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I played Fury. Yeah, that was uh, man, I played that on Steam maybe around 2017 or something. That's an old yeah, game. Yeah, I think right? it came out in like 2016. Yeah, yeah it's cool like boss fights, really really cool uh, mechanics. Let's talk about Fury, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I mean, Fury is exactly the thing you're talking about, where it's like, you yeah. know, like it's it's the dash mechanic. It's a boss rush game, right? But you you are. Uh, going back and forth from like long distance fighting and shooting, but then like once you get up up close, you then do like the whole hack and slash thing and dashes to dodge and counters and all that stuff. And it is it is fun. It is such a lovely game. And so I'm I'm I definitely want to get back into Haven because I like this developer. They know what they're doing. Uh, and hey, yeah, Tim, I didn't put it on the list, but I also want to say I've been playing everybody's golf and I beat Andy's ass in it. There you go, Tim. I don't know if you know, mm. but I put out the challenge. I'm putting the kind of funny world championship belt on the line Ooh. because I want my revenge against Greg in everybody's golf. Oh shit. I love Come this. On. Come on. I want a one V one 18 holes. We're going to be out there Woo. for at least seven hours hammered by the end. Can we have a few beers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll let you have a few beers. You could fuck up your stroke all okay, you want. Thank you. Dude. All right. Thank I'm stroking yeah. it real nice and good. I love this. Let's get it on the books. Right. Tim, when are you going to accept my Mario challenge? Oh shit. It's accepted. All these motherfuckers coming. What are we gonna he's do? Gotta, he's got to. He's got to fucking fight me in Cuphead first. You know? This Friday, he's got to lose to me in Cuphead first. Barrett, Cuphead, race through the first island. The rules are simple: 
Neither of us can practice. Damn, you beat it twice. Bear beat it three times. That's crazy. Five times. At this point. Five times. Couple of Cuphead. Couple of Cuphead experts over here. Couple Bear, do Cuphead. you play any Cuphead? Do you just play the same games over and over again? Because yesterday I purposely raided Barrett on Twitch last night, and I told everybody in my chat to tell <laughs> to give Barrett tutorials on Persona Five. Yeah, people came in and they're like, "Hey, we we heard you needed help with this game that you've never played before. <laughs> He's never played it before. He's played it for the ninth time." Uh, that, that's uh, for me streaming. I don't like streaming like uh, story heavy games that I haven't played before. Um, so like, yeah. hard, hard it, it's hard to your... like fucking focus on. So yeah. Persona Five Royal is just, like good comfort food to like stream to. I know what like the fucking ups and downs of it are and stuff like that. And I just really love the the gameplay there and just like satisfying game uh, games with satisfying gameplay. I really love going back to like Cuphead. I I really love Shovel Knight. I'll I'll go back to all the time and shit like that. Good game. It's um, a good game. And then it's also just because be like. Especially in the recent years, like, there's not, like, a whole lot of games coming out every year that I feel like I need to pay attention to. So, I have, like, a, a lot of downtime where I can just... You ever heard of... Shit. Y'all heard of Hyperlight Drifter? No. Oh, no. my no. God. Tim, go to ad. Before we move on, let me tell you about our sponsors. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Purple. Here's the deal, man. I love my Purple pillow, my Purple mattress. It's fantastic stuff. It is so soft. And... I love it specifically because of the purple grid. The purple grid is what sets purple mattresses apart from every other mattress. Uh, it's a patented comfort technology that instantly adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep style. They also have it in the purple pillow. And now the key to this pillow is that the grid makes sure that no matter what side you're on, it always stays cool. It's like magic. I don't understand how it works, but I guarantee you it does, and it has changed my life. Uh, Purple's propriety technology has been innovating comfort for over 15 years, and I'm loving it. I've I've had this pillow for at least a year, and I recently got one uh, for Gia as well because I'm like, you need to to you know enhance your life with this this purple thing, man. You can try every purple product risk free with free shipping and returns, and Purple has financing available as low as zero percent APR for qualified customers. You can experience the purple grid, and you'll sleep like never before. Go to purple.com/kindoffunny10 and use the promo code kindoffunny10 for a limited time. You'll get ten percent off any order of two hundred or more. That's purple.com/kindoffunny10 promo code kindoffunny10 for ten percent off any order of two hundred dollars or more. Next up, shout out to Freshly. Freshly offers chef-made nutrient-packed delicious meals delivered fresh to your door. No cooking required. So many people I know have been enjoying Freshly uh, during the time that we're in right now. My brother, my friend James, my friend Curran. So many people. Uh, Blessing, I know, has been using it. Uh, it's fantastic because it is so easy. The food is quality. You don't need to cook at all. They send it to you. It's, it's ready to go. Grocery shopping and cooking can be a pain, especially right now. With Freshly, you don't have to. Your meals arrive cooked and fresh every week so you can keep your fridge stocked and skip the trip to the store. Ordering is easy. Visit Freshly.com and choose from more than 30 delicious, satisfying, better-for-you meals like steak, peppercorn, sausage, baked penne, or their chicken pesto bowl. My mouth is watering just thinking about it. Uh, you guys can try Freshly for just six sixteen per meal. Stop searching the internet for healthy food near me every night and start living life freshly right now. Freshly is offering you guys $40 off your first two orders. When you go to Freshly.com slash kinda, stop stressing about dinner. Go to Freshly.com slash kinda for $40 off your first two orders. That's Freshly.com slash kinda. 
Now it's time for the topic of the show. We got a fun one today. Uh, this one comes from our subreddit from a user named Broken Clock Twice a Day. Uh, they left this uh, a couple months ago, and I, I made a note of it to, to come back to it because oh. I was very interested in it. So it goes a little something like this. A friend of mine, it's, it's a multi-parter. I'm going to read all the parts. We can start thinking about it, and then we'll go in order, okay? Okay. A friend of mine was excited to open a PlayStation 5 on Christmas Day, her first console since the PlayStation 2 as a kid. She asked me for a list of all the franchises she should get into and wondered if things like Tony Hawk, yes, Animusha, no, but sort of, and Crazy Taxi, LOL, were still around. Uh, she sounds like somebody that is a woman after my own heart here with these games. Uh, it was fun Wait, getting what, to suggest What is what? Andy eating? Is, is he a, what? Is, show this. I haven't seen this yet. Oh, it's it's, it's cheesecake. It, it looks so good. Is it your birthday cheesecake? Um, birthday so cheesecake. courtesy of Kind of Funny and my family, apparently, I was sent about five really slices of cheesecake. Very, very good. Good. Okay, good. Just very, sense. very good. Now, I do want to bring this up, though, real quick, because who organized this? What happened? Give me the it, details. I mean, it was it was your, your family. Your, your, your dad and your brother were like, hey, make sure Andy's good. And I'm like, bro, we got him. Don't worry. Okay. So that's how that happened. Because usually so it's, it's Joey like, who does the organizing. Yeah, no, no, no. It was it was your family and like like I'm not kind of funny gets no credit. Your family gets credit. We just I didn't did see the things. email from your brother till today, yeah, and then I talked to him. Okay, because because I got the you know, I see the I get the cheesecake and I, I think Joey first because it says from Joey, she's the one who ordered it. She's usually the one who does these types of things. And then I was like, Thank you, Joey. And before I could finish t- Nick goes, We we all got it for you, Andy. Like it was all of us. Joey hit me up later. It was just like, <laughs> fucking Nick. <laughs> like, Nick knew nothing about this. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Knew nothing. Knew nothing. But the way he <laughs> said it, it wasn't him joking. It wasn't him joking. It, it was very much like, it was all kind of funny. Like, we all did this for you. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I wanted to I clear. knew it. I okay, love you, sorry. Andy, I don't want to interrupt. And, and happy birthday and all of that. And kind of funny would have done something for you, you know, in theory. But we did it. It was <laughs> your family. And then we just did the things. You know what I mean? I want them okay. to get the credit because they deserve the credit. Not but it's a it good, matters. I mean, Nick Happy makes birthday. a good point that if we hadn't hired you and brought you out here, your family would have had no reason to send you something here. So in a way, it is <laughs> kind of point. funny. Did Thank you, Nick. You. Thank you, Nick, for all that you do. Happy birthday to Nick. Happy birthday to Nick. I hate this. Okay, the experience got me thinking about how franchises really do evolve as generations go by. Many stand the test of time, but others do fade away in favor of new IP. I thought this would be a good uh, Gamescast topic as we embark on a new generation. Specifically, I have five questions. What franchises do we know are here to stay with little more than standard improvements over time? Think sports games, Call of Duty, etc. Two, what franchises from PS4 and Xbox One are not going to make the generational leap? Think The Order, Crackdown, Killzone. Three, Mm -hmm. what franchises are coming back but in a reimagined format? Think God of War 2018, Breath of the Wild, or even full-on revivals from the past, like how Fable's coming back. Four, what franchises do we think are poised to keep slash gain slash lose relevance in the new generation? Example prediction. Something will unseat Call of Duty as the best-selling, most ubiquitous shooter in gaming during this gen, so Call of Duty will take a step down. And then five, this is completely unknowable, but what developers and publishers will make the biggest new IP impact this generation? Things like Guerrilla Games with Horizon Zero Dawn, Moon with Ori, Bungie with Destiny, etc. There's a lot here. 
lot but here. All, mm-hmm. all of it kind of is about a similar idea and concept. I thought that was that it was a pretty interesting thing. I know yeah. that uh, Greg and Bless over on PS I Love You a couple weeks ago, you guys talked about Killzone. Uh, so I don't want to go over that too much, but like give us like the truncated top level tweet version of your thoughts on Killzone coming back. It's dead. And it should stay dead. Great all hail Paris, all, pa- all hail Parasite Eve. <laughs> Parasite Eve, Parasite Eve is ready to come back. <laughs> Parasite, God Eve, yeah, Parasite Eve is going to come back. Eternal Darkness, everybody. All right, so let's start with number one then. What franchises do we know are here to stay with little more than standard improvements over time? Let's start oh, with Call of Fortnite. Duty. Yeah, Call do we Duty. think that Call of Duty is going to continue doing its annual annual game releases every year, or with the introduction of Warzone, do we see them maybe? Turning to a more Assassin's Creed like release schedule. I, I think I think Call of Duty is due for some type of change. I'm not in the place to like f- figure out what that is because I'm not deep into that fan base like uh, somebody like Andy is. Uh, but I think one them kind of switching up that development cycle a little bit and having uh, what was it Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War? You know, come out come a couple years after uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Four instead of doing that regular rotation kind of kind of speaks to the fact that it seems like that there there are some bumps in the road in terms of how smooth that development is that also combined with warzone and the success of warzone i think speaks to the fact that it's time for things to be shaken up a little bit because call of duty has been call of duty since modern warfare and you know shooters change the field changes multiplayer games change like the way the ways in which people play games change and so with things like you know fortnite and pubg and battle passes and all this different stuff I think I think Call of Duty is due for some big kind of change in terms of its uh, development cycle. Not right. a chance. Not a chance. Yeah. You, Call of Duty is fine. What Black Ops is, I'm looking. Uh, so Black Ops Cold War is the NPD's 20th best-selling game ever. And then, like you're right, the mass, uh, Matt Piscatello is in here. This is a GamesBeat article, right, talking about how amazing it's doing. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War has been the best-selling game in the U.S. each month since November. Uh, it's November launch, and now ranks as the 20th best-selling video game. Like, you want to talk about, like, you're, I, you're talking from a creative side, Bless, and I think from a business side with Activision, they aren't changing shit. They are so stoked that Warzone is an endless amount of money for people to go into, let alone then to double-dip down a $70 uh, fall well, game every year. I count I count Warzone as part of that change. Like I would say, like you know, the standard Call of Duty releases have been doing well still, right? Like that that is still money making. But with I assume Warzone is probably doing better than those with the fact that it's free to play and with the fact that it's like still in the conversation. It seems like it has a big community behind it. I would figure somewhere in that, as Activision, you figure out how to make that your core thing, or at least figure out how to make that like, you know, the. I don't know. Like you, 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 you feed that into like your core fran- the core Call of Duty in a way that makes that make sense. Because I think for what it is right now, you know, it's good and they're killing it. But Warzone kind of dropped randomly out of nowhere, and like with that, with it being as good as it is and successful as it is, I feel like you try to bake it in even more. Well, I mean, based on stories, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at you know a couple of articles online from a couple of years ago, Screen Rant, and uh, it seems like. Blizzard is going to keep this Warzone model for all of their future games. So I don't see Call of Duty going anywhere uh, or changing anything up. I think it's going to be the same. It, Blizzard's apparently going to, you know, adapt this Warzone model to all of their other franchises mm-hmm. where they all feed into a core thing. Like all of the Call of Duty games will feed into Warzone. 
and you will be able to get the guns from the other games in Warzone, and you will be able to get skins of characters from the other games in Warzone, and they want to adapt that to Overwatch and Diablo as well. Um, I don't think it's going anywhere. I think it is going to stay the same, and it will be a top seller like it is every every year. So, okay, let, let me, let's go around the table here. Who thinks that there will be a new Call of Duty every year of the PlayStation 5? Oh, man. You're making such it's such a long time for the PlayStation 5, right? There's no way. I mean, right now, if nothing was to change, of course that would happen. And I would think that logic, I would think that uh, not logically, but I would think probably that's what's going to happen in terms of probabilities and where it's going. I mean, you'd have to see such a drop off in the next two to three years of Call of Duty single player say or not single player uh, new game IP sales to have it go. So, yeah, I guess. OK, fine. I'll just say, yeah, it's going to be. I'll say yes to with the caveat of. I don't think that's going to look like the standard, like what we've gotten out of Call of Duty for the last generation. Like, I think, you know, we got the Black Ops game that was, I forget if it was Black Ops or something else, but we got the game that was multiplayer only without a campaign, right? And I think I could see them going kind of back and forth of, all right, this year, we're just, we're just going to put out uh, uh, a campaign because we don't have a good multiplayer ready. And so we're going to have Warzone carry the torch for what, what multiplayer will be over the course of the next year. And then next year, we're, we are going to just have multiplayer. Or next year, we are going to have multiplayer packaged in with zombies. I think they can go back and forth uh, and piecemeal it like that and keep that keep those big sales going. But yeah, I do think we're going to get Call of Duty for the next generation. It's just such a smart freaking model, dude, because all of the hardcores... With how huge it is on Twitch and the biggest streamers playing it and all of these fans watching the bigger streamers play it, where when they release new weapons, you have to level those up in order to get them at their best, right? You have to keep on killing people with those weapons in order to keep leveling them up. And you do that really, really slow in Warzone because who knows if you'll find that weapon when you drop and it takes forever. But in player side of things in black ops cold war or in uh modern warfare multiplayer you have those weapons and you level them up there that way that they are leveled up in Warzone. Mm. so the way that they feed into each other is just it it seems like it's just so evil like evil and smart <laughs> like it's genius <laughs> it's genius you know it's so sinister but it's like damn they got that shit down uh, so moving on from Call of Duty then, what about sports titles? We have EA doing its thing. We have 2K doing its thing. Do you guys see any major change-ups on that side of things? I think 2K is, I think 2K might have some problems if they keep on putting out releases like they have been. And I don't know what the solution is. Maybe I'm just, you know, maybe it's just wishful thinking. But you're talking about how they've been putting it out with like microtransactions out the wazoo and shit. Yeah, because it feels like every year the press gets worse and worse about 2K. Whenever 2K puts out a new release, it's always screenshots that look gorgeous and they're getting better looking and better looking. But they don't really deliver on much of the rest of the experience. And they try to put out these story modes. Good for them. They're trying, you know lebron and one spike lee directed and all this shit it just never really works out um i don't know do they still when it when are they going to be challenged is the question you know 2k yeah when is somebody going to challenge 2k in the way that you know 2k challenged madden back in the day you know they tried right like ea's put out nba lives and they're just just not it always fails why why is it why can't they figure (laughs) this shit out because it's not like they are 
going up against the best and the baddest. Like they're not going up against, you know, every year back in the day, we'd always hear, is this the true, you know, Halo killer? <laughs> is this the true Halo killer? We would hear that all the time because Halo was so good at what it did. But it's not like 2K is killing it performance wise. I mean, sales wise, obviously it is, but the game is seems to be getting worse and worse. And I am just stunned beyond belief that when I, me and Snowbike Mike have made this custom league where us and our friends created our teams and customized everything. And it's so much fun and really cool to customize my stadium and have it be the Texas Nitro Rifles and the court is all neon pink and purple and aqua and it's gorgeous. And then you play online, it's like, oh my God, this is this is night and day from playing offline. Why is you figure- this so bad? And what you're talking about isn't limited to NBA, right? This is the argument that I I see as a WWE games fan, you know, and, and somebody who is lapsed yeah. and is not playing 2K, you know, 21 every year or whatever. But like how badly broken the last one was with Ukes abandoning the project, right? And leaving and being like, we're going to make our own thing. And now the AEW game happening, like you hope that that's the challenge. And correct me if I'm wrong, you might know more than it. Like if I, as an outsider to NBA games, my argument in quotes for why NBA live can't make it up to catch on catch up or challenge 2k would just be the fact. And I know I'm painting with a very broad brush here and I don't mean to offend uh, hardcore gamers who are also hardcore into NBA, but I would think, is it just that that game has gone so mainstream that it's, it's so much just ubiquitous with I'm getting the NBA game this year means I'm getting the 2k game this year. Like even for all the, the shitty online you'd have or the, you know, gouging of microtransactions that inevitably seems to happen with virtual currency. The core gameplay is still great. Is the majority of people, are they playing it offline? Are they doing their dynasties and their, you know, whatever their seasons are called? And then they just see that as that's what I'm going to get every year. And not to mention that Kobe's on the cover this year and, you know, last year was et cetera and so on. And just name all the NBA players that have been on it. It's possible, but I think NBA live still comes out and is still an inferior product. And And that's the other thing too. Yeah. 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 Like the fact that, that, the fact that NBA Live, does, when it came out and, you know, it was still somehow worse than 2K can be and is, that's what I'm talking about. Like, why isn't there a studio mm-hmm. that can just figure this out? Why am I able mm-hmm. to perfectly aim at people in video games online in a crazy multiplayer shooter? But why, whenever I want to shoot a free throw, I have to let go of the button like at least um, half a second before so that it lands perfectly like in the spot. Yeah. Right. And they got the money crazy too. To me. Like these they games have the money. sell as well Absolutely. as Greg's talked about with the mainstream stuff. So it's like that money's obviously not going to the infrastructure of online yeah. and all that. Mm-hmm. What about things like Forza? Do we think that that's going to, I mean, obviously already similar to WWE 2K. It's like that ha- it already broke the cycle. But do you think that this gen will get back into a, annualized forza situation i i mean i i could see it you know i only play the forza horizon games which tend to come out like every other year in between forza motorsport and for those games coming out every other year i am shocked by the quality of those games like they're still very good um and if if they're able to keep that level of quality while maintaining that cadence then i'm 100 for it i've i've not i've not seen anything but good things people have said about forza and so i wouldn't be um surprised to see it pick back up again now that we're in the new generation you imagine that the reason why they're taking time off is to like get a get a hold of the new hardware and really make something that lives up to the xbox series x and what that thing can do um and so yeah i wouldn't be surprised to see that continue 
are there other games that come to your guys' mind that we haven't brought up yet? I mean, I'm just kind of like I knew that 2K was coming back to make NFL games, but I take it all back because they are they are making NFL games, but not Madden competitors apparently, uh, according to Samit uh, Sarkar from Polygon. Polygon. I was expecting it to be 2K. I don't know why I heard way back in the day that they were coming back. I thought they were going to make a Madden sort of we want to go head to head against Madden and take them down because everybody knows us and our basketball games. You know, we could do that in football, but apparently it's going to be a non-Madden competitor, kind of like a NBA street, maybe a 2K NFL street sort of. It's arcade, arcade right? Yeah, they yeah. have the option to make arcade stuff. So that stinks. Bless. I was See, hoping they're going to go. Go bless. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna change uh, gears. Greg, then while I'm here, then yeah, if you don't mind, like I think it'll be interesting to see how EA handles Madden going forward in making that a grander package, right? Like we all loved Long Shot, or at least me and AD did. I guess Joey loves it too. But she's it's not a here. Long Shot. I shot, love too. It's a long shot. Ooh, yeah, great song. Um, I don't Scott know Porter, never forget. We loved Long Shot, and that was a cool thing to add to Madden at the time, right? Because hey, let's put a story into Madden that is actually dope and had Mahershali in it and stuff like that. Like, all right, great. Here's a dope thing to go play and have. I would be interested to see as the, you know, with EA getting a lot of pats in the back and excitement out of saying EA, EA college football is coming back. That was then immediately pivoted with that's amazing. That's great. Where is it NFL street? Where can we get uh, back and have that kind of feeling? Right. I would be interested to see if they would think about making a, especially with the uh, 2k being able to challenge them on that front, be able to make smaller arcade, something like NFL street and put it inside of Madden. Cause if you'd been paying attention, I think it was last year, but it might've been two years ago for NHL, whatever it would have been year wise from EA. They also did the NHL 94 throwback. That was NHL uh, 94, but with mm-hmm. current players or whatever. And the only way to get that was to get the deluxe edition at the time. Now it's on game pass. I've downloaded it, but I haven't played it or whatever. Like, I think that it was probably a test to see if that would actually move more uh, units, get more juice behind NHL. And I would imagine it did because I know that, and I can't tell you any other factoids about any NHL games that have come out recently. Um, So I would be interested to see if that's some way they'd want to go. And they already have, you know, ultimate team in Madden that does so well and makes so much money on microtransactions. And FIFA, ultimate team as well, obviously. Yeah, and FIFA Volta, which is kind of what you're talking about too. Exactly. Take that and put those into Madden so that, hey, you, you can buy Madden and you get that. And maybe you don't want the full-blown Madden, but you have the full-blown street inside of it. But again, I don't think they're changing the core of what Madden's going to be. Yeah, for you know, sure. I remember you know, back in the day, to date myself once again for how long uh, I've been working around here. Uh, like I remember at IGN when we would start talking about downloadable content and stuff and this, well, when's Madden and all these sports games going to move to just being a platform and every year you download the roster, right? Well... EA is never in 2K are never going to do that as long as you continue to buy a $70 game when you stop doing that and they figure out that they need to sell you a $70 game once or a $100 game once and then charge you 15 bucks for every roster or whatever every update different thing but the industry's moved so far beyond that idea yeah it's interesting so besides sports games and oh going back to what let's go for it well, I was going to bring up Assassin's Creed because that's yeah. one that is also pretty much like a, a yearly installment game. Like, what's up with that? Do you guys expect that to continue to be like two years on when you're off? Yeah. Isn't it, aren't they every other year now? Yeah. Uh, was it not two years on? Because we had because what we had Valhalla and then last year before nothing. that was the year off. And then yeah. before then that was Odyssey. was Odyssey. Then the year before that was Origin. I thought it was off a year and then Origins. No, I, I, uh, Origins came out in 2017 and then Odyssey 2018. And I think that was okay. mainly because of uh, 
both of those studios probably COVID. working on no, no. <laughs> <laughs> working on those caves uh like semi concurrently uh like I, I doubt that they really like yeah basically they turned their two-year dev cycle into a three-year dev cycle for the studios so they could have more time because the games became bigger yeah um yeah, they're like, we need more quests, dude. I, I, I think <laughs> I think they stick with it, honestly, with uh, every other year at this point. Um, so I think it's working. I for mean, them. that's what they had well, said recently th- in that call, right? That they had seen crazy ass engagement. I can. Yeah. I'm trying to find the actual article, but it was Daniel Ahmad, and then we had it on Games Daily. But uh, I, I can, I'll, you're wrong myself later, I guess, if I find it. But it was the idea that. The RPG mechanic has seen such a hook into it that, yeah, mm-hmm. I, you see more people playing for a longer amount of time. And so I, you think that, yeah, they're going to want to support Valhalla for another full year to get as much out of, out of it while they work on the next Assassin's Creed. Yeah, Man, I mean, while we're on the topic, Ubisoft could just dominate this whole conversation. Of, sure. Like Far Cry. But, you know, do we see Far Cry being as regular as, you know, because, I, I, again, COVID kind of ruined Far Cry 6's rollout uh, with Giancarlo... Uh, Esposito coming in here, and he's just going to be terrorizing. He's going to be terrifying. I can't wait. Yeah. I don't know what I, I know. want out of Far Cry. Like I, Far Cry Three was a game that I absolutely adored, and then every Far Cry after that, I've just kind of I've been like, eh, I don't know. Like they seem like good games, but they've not been able to grab me the way that Far Cry Three grabbed me. But I think they're still. I think they still sell, and so as long as they continue to sell, I kind of continue to see them. I Real agree. Quick, for the Daniel Lamad stuff, sorry, from the conference call a couple of weeks ago, right? Just to give you know facts to what all we're saying here, right? Like uh, Ubisoft was the se- ranked second leading publisher with Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Watch Dogs Legions, and Immortal all in the top seven bestsellers. Uh, Valhalla is the biggest AC game to launch in history, second best-selling game on new uh, gen or next-gen consoles. Uh, daily average users is up two times compared to Odyssey in the same time frame. Valhalla is the biggest Ubisoft launch in terms of digital slash add-on spend, which is a very, very important for this conversation ubisoft says that the switch to rpg focus on assassin's creed led to a steep rise in player engagement for assassin's creed odyssey and assassin's creed origins breaking a record uh, for engagement there you go how about that hmm, well, there you go so yeah i don't think those games i don't i think even though i've heard there have been r- rumors that have like oh well this might be the last this is in the lead up to valhalla that this might be the last one you actually see that the rp is the rpg kind of thing i think they've obviously found a lot of success going for this and a brand new audience doing this and so why again if you're ubisoft why fix when he broke i i i feel like where i hear that from is usually the people who are assassin's creed purists who want sure. the old format back and don't want it to be uh just like another rpg um but as you can see with those numbers it's like no one like the future is now the future is now andy and <laughs> no one has cared about assassin's creed as much as uh you know with valhalla's numbers so i, Do think you, I mean the, the more the, the more assassin's creed leans leans into this new like rpg-ish setup do, do you think Ubisoft creates either a new IP or a spinoff of Assassin's Creed that is more old school Assassin's Creed that the fans love? I mean, I, I think that it, it'll never be like going back to the more original games, but I, I do mm-hmm. think they're going to maintain this kind of what they have going on now, where it's like the more recent ones that aren't that don't play like Valhalla that I, I do think we'll continue to see them similar to Call of Duty, where there is the different styles going back yeah. and forth. Let's move on and to the for, second And as for here. Far Cry, I don't know. As for Far Cry, I have no idea whether they keep doing that. Far Cry is like the Foo Fighter of video games. Like the Foo Fighters, they're always going to put out an album, and it's always going to be pretty good, and you're going to check it out, right? Like 
it's never going to blow your mind, and I'm going to have fun with every Far Cry that comes out. I may not beat everyone. I probably won't beat everyone, but I'm going to play it and have fun with it and then be done with it after, you know, a week and a half, maybe two weeks. How do you beat a Foo Fighters album? Just listen uh, to it all. You listen to it? Yeah, you read the lyrics on all of them, yeah. Uh, number two, what franchise from PS4 and Xbox One are not going to make the generational leap? So the examples here were The Order, Crackdown, Killzone. So they have to be exclusive yes, yes, to... Yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. None of so, those I mean, will make it. Let's start with the order. Is there any chance we ever see the order? No. no. Sequel. Well, I mean, never say never, but like you're no. It, that would I mean, be something I think you'd bring somebody in and they'd want to restart it and redo it and yada yada. yada. No. Yeah, I think the question is who would do it and is it worth bringing in somebody new to do it? Because Ray Dawn is now owned by Facebook. Is yeah, they're correct? doing Oculus stuff. Ryan. Yeah, they're doing so Oculus pretty, stuff. Oh god. Yeah. And so it's like, is are you going to partner with a different developer to make the order? And there's I, just, I, I mean, not. you want to talk about PlayStation franchise that have juice behind them and people who, where is Siphon Filter? Where is SOCOM? Nobody's saying where the fuck is the order. Nobody's yeah. saying that. You know what I mean? Like, I think, you know, there was a long conversation around after it had launched and it was like, all right, cool. Well, this is a real thing. So like, shit, are we going to get another one? Because they, they had interesting ideas and it just didn't pay off in the end. But no. That's yeah, not it's happening. nothing. It's not that it, a lot of the franchises, it's not like they were. They didn't sell well, but they have such huge critical appeal and and maybe a hardcore kind of niche audience. No, it's just sometimes they they didn't sell well and they weren't very good either. So I think that's sort of like the double whammy right there. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we ever see another Uncharted. Mark it down right now. Never really? Never you don't buy the San Diego rumor that they have a new studio down there that's working on Uncharted? No, I'll put my life on it, Greg. Damn, you, I can't you guys heard it. Oh, wow. You could take my life, all of you. I, I think we one hundred and ten percent see another Uncharted. This yeah, one, yeah, a thousand percent. And I'm gonna be so happy to. I'm Andy. I'll be I'm sad, but I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> it'll just be. It'll be on stream. You'll be. You'll say goodbyes, and I'll pop up behind you with the trash bag over the back of your head. Man, style, <laughs> you know? Fuck. So what I, about I, cr- I, Crackdown? I don't think no. we ever see another Crackdown. No. no. Yeah, really? Crackdown's like the, I think the perfect example of uh, Xbox just trying to hold on to these franchises and like dra- make them a thing because they're a thing and they've been a thing. So still, they're a thing, right? They're still a thing. And then you we buy, have like, these exclusives. The, we have exclusives. All the trials and tribulations to get there and finally get that game out and have it just met with a. Oh, okay, great. Well, that was worth the, one, the power of the cloud. The one I think is more interesting would be Infamous. Like, do you think Infamous comes out comes back this next generation at all? So is this just this generation? Are we talking forever? Or are you just talking about this generation? Well, this question specifically is what games are not going to make the leap to the next mm. gen from this last gen. So gen. PlayStation. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Infamous, I think is. I would say Dunzo period, probably. Like I just, I love Infamous. Don't get me wrong, but the world is shifted. I think Second Son was a, a weak step. Uh, and I think Ghost of Tsushima is so much better. And I think that you look at what uh, Sucker Punch is, you look at what Naughty Dog is, you look at your PlayStation, you look at your studios, you look at Horizon, you look at Last of Us, you look at Ghost, and you say, yeah, we should. And I'm not that I'm saying at any point did they put a gun to the head of uh, Sucker Punch to keep making Infamous games. But I definitely think they're like, make what inspires you. And so maybe one day an Infamous game would, but the world's changed again. Where Remember, PS3, Infamous was awesome because it was an exclusive game that had high production values. That was a comic book. And like, do we struggle that much anymore for that? Like, you know, you look at the Batman series, uh, you want to look at, I mean, you want to, there's a whole, I was going to say Avengers, but you know what I mean? That there's Spider-Man. that Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. There's so many things going on. Gotham Knights coming. Like 
we have licensed superhero properties and superheroes are huge, but it's the superheroes that are established. And so I would think if your PlayStation was hankering for another superhero game, why not try to go get a license again? Why not try to get, you know, we want to make a Daredevil game and we're going to have uh, Sucker Punch do it. But again, I don't think they will because they have something with Ghost and want to push forward with that. Hmm. Do we ever see another Titanfall? Ooh, no, that's no. a good question. Breaks my heart, but no, you won't see I mean, Titanfall. You, I think you'll see more games in that universe, though, which is what keeps yeah, keeps my like, hope alive. I mean, like, like Apex Legends is in that universe, like, uh, that, and nah. that's but that's my that's my exact point is I think they I think there is space for them to keep on making games that kind of harken back to Titanfall. I would I wouldn't be surprised to see a game with Titans in it from Respawn is what I'll say. Oh, I don't think it'll be called that. Titanfall. Okay. What was it? I, was it over the weekend or last oh, week that Titanfall suddenly was like trending again because people in China were playing it for the first time or something like that? Anybody see this? No. no. Yeah, they're 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 all t- all the people living in China playing it were like, "Fuck, y'all should have given Infamous two more love." And the rest of the world was like, "Yeah, you're right, China. We fucked." Do, wait, do you mean Titanfall two? Do you mean Titanfall two? Because Infamous two deserved more love too. Yeah, but oh, did I say Infamous two? I meant Titanfall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay. I like the idea of it being Infamous two though. Yeah. Listen, this is like, Titanfall game's no, awesome. No, it's, it's, it's not Infamous. No, I'm not, I'm what are you talking about, China? Titanfall what are you 2. Doing? We should have given it Titanfall uh, two great more game. love. Yeah, pretty damn yeah. good yeah. game. You're not wrong. It sucks that you know the the people who published that game refused to give it any love too. You know. Yeah, yeah. Right. Saying I have to die. I remember. Never forget. Man, it's, it stinks. It stinks. Yeah, but I I want to say yeah, a shout out to that, and also like to, Tomb Raider. Man, I just don't know if we're no. like Trilogy's do they give over, it a baby. shot again? Uh, yeah, I think I think I don't know if it will get this iteration of Tomb Raider, like this version of Tomb Raider. I think we we might get another reboot. You'll get another Tomb Raider. Yeah, I think you'll you will see another game. Here's what I'll say: is I don't know what it'll be if it's like a. Uh, you know, a Tomb Raider Go, or if it's a Tomb Raider, uh, uh, what was the one count, I'm thinking of? Though. No. Oh, can I make the my fucking statement? Shadow of the Light. Yeah, you Guardians of the, the Light. Guardians of the Light. Uh, or, uh, you know, a Tomb Raider, the big budget series. You'll get Tomb Raider. You'll get a game with Tomb Raider in the title again. That, no, but I, I mean, think like, so too. But we're talking big budget. Yeah, big budget. Oh, I don't like, think Square wants to put that much that. budget behind Tomb Raider anymore. They tried yeah. three times to make Tomb Raider a thing, and it didn't stick, sadly. Yeah. Oh, that first I, I don't, one hit, I don't though. think we get one. I think the I combination know. of, I do think we're getting more Uncharted, and I we're getting Indiana Jones. I think yeah. that that style of game is getting a little bit more crowded. I'll gladly take more of, of that type of game. But I think with the, the level of success, in quotes, that uh, Square's found with that, on top of Avengers, on top of just where all the devs are, I don't, I don't see next this gen having a, a proper Tomb Raider game unless it is more of a tie-in to the the movie coming out. Doesn't need to be a like movie Tomb Raider 2 like the video game, but more similar yeah, yeah, yeah. to like Fuck, what Prince of Persia did. Yeah. Uh, when Prince oh, there's, of Persia, a, there's always a Tomb Raider movie coming. When Prince of, the, when Prince of Persia the movie came out, they released a video game called Forgotten Sands that was like a sequel to the original trilogy, but like it, it was a brand new game that didn't have to do with the movie, but it was definitely less budget, and I think that we could see that from Tomb Raider. But that I think is the extent. I I yeah. think there's I think there's a lot you could do with it though. Like I think I could see us sitting here right five years from now. We haven't gotten Tomb Raider in a decade or something like that. Uh, that's not just gonna knock me a decade, but stick with me still, right? Lara Croft, thirty years older. She's fifty. She's doing Tomb Raider shit. She has a new apprentice. Boom, new cha- Real Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider shit. 
real Tomb Raider shit. She has an apprentice, and we're all excited. We're all excited again because it's a new idea. I think th- I think they are like a small new idea or new concept away from like being able to reinvigorate life in a Tomb Raider. It's a, this is a question for another time, but is that getting overdone as well? Or uh, you're talking about like. Indiana Jones and yeah, like the original character coming back, uh, older version of them to bring in a next generation because we've gotten it with God of War, Gears of War, uh, uh, kind of Uncharted, not even, not really though. You're naming all games that worked. Fantastic segue into question number three: What franchises are coming back, but in a reimagined format, like God of War? Motherfucking Eve. Did Gears Five really work though? Plus, or Gears Four or whatever. I I heard a lot of good things about Gears. Gears 5 what, was awesome, five? but they were definitely not this. Gears 5 was more Gears. I'm eating my cheesecake, man. Which kind is it? Which one are you eating right now? Chocolate? Oreo? Oreo? Don't, don't, Oreo. don't get super stuffed up, Annie. Don't, don't, what don't franchises are episode. coming back, but in a reimagined format, I'm going to say a game that I'm shocked we didn't see any iteration of this generation, which is Bioshock. Yes, I was gonna. Mm. Oh, you took mine. Well, we know that's bitch. coming, right? Like that's already been that's announced that that's being worked on. But they I feel like we it, knew yeah. it was coming like this, Jen. You know what I mean? I see what you mean. Okay, okay. So okay. it's like we'll see, but I, I do think that in some form we'll see a Bioshock, and I think it's going to be radically different than oh yeah the previous centuries. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll know Ken on it for anymore, a bunch right? of reasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, but hey, I, Ken, I can where see you them pulling it off. Where you do, you think, do you think it has big daddies? Oh yes, please. Bear Bear need a big daddy. Uh, Drill me, big daddy. (laughs) And I I, I don't know that it even needs it. I think they can just kind of like, I think the Bioshock brand can kind of be whatever it needs to be. And I actually think it kind of should be something that's a bit more of the times. So I kind of trust whoever's working on it to like come up with something that I don't know that I want yet. You know, I I, I think they'll present it to us and we don't see anything that. like represents any of the old Bioshock, but then like it'll be one of those situations like when when it's out and we're playing it and we get like two thirds of the way through the game, like mm. Big Daddies will fucking like pop up and it's gonna be that like oh fucking like this is how can it connects to the other See, games and shit like that. Like that's because that's my main that's my main question is if you're introducing introducing a new Bioshock, what is the thing that clues us into okay this is Bioshock? Because I think I think you could do that where you introduce a game and it's just a first person horror game and everybody's like okay oh it's Bioshock. This doesn't look like Bioshock, but then you start to play it, and the gameplay feels Bioshock. I think you you could get away with it, but I don't know. I don't know if that's what they're going to go for. I think it's narrative first person shooter because we don't get too many of those single player based narrative first person shooters where shooting is a mechanic. It's part of it. You know, I feel like it's a genre that Metroid Prime semi like invented. You know, where it's like first person adventure almost. But Bioshock definitely has its own vibe and feel that it kind of made its own thing. So I can see that a more modern version of that working really well, especially with, you know, the amount of love that really quality single player games have been getting the last couple of years. Yeah, I, I just don't really know how that is radically different. Like we, we always make the God of War comparison. We made it earlier where obviously it came, comes back in a much different form. I don't. I don't know what the evolved form of a Bioshock game looks like because it was already very narrative. It was Elizabeth looking in your eyes and talking to you and 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 me falling in love with her and then she's <laughs> daughter. Like what's going on here? It's crazy. Dude. Spoilers, bro. Spoilers. So so I just don't I just don't know what the evolved form of that is because it seems pretty evolved already, unless we add in I don't know, uh 
more character choices? Or, I, I, I or... think design and uh, like moment to moment gameplay, uh, because a lot of like the naysayers, or, like a lot of people who didn't love Infinite were uh, missing that more. Um, Slower, player choice. slower player choice from the original game. So I feel, yeah, it I feel like I, sorry, the, I feel like the boiled down argument always was that uh, Bioshock was a first person shooter, like you're talking about, Tim, right? But like it wasn't. Whereas like mm-hmm. Infinite was. Infinite yeah. was just like spraying nonstop, which yeah. I didn't hate, but I didn't think was as inventive as Bioshock, where I was like, I don't want to fucking shoot this guy because I don't have that many bullets and I have to run around. I'll wrench mm-hmm. him or I'll sneak by people. Whereas Infinite was just running gun. Oh, I disagree. It was a lot of cool magic too. You're throwing the, yeah, the hook. Mur- oh, yeah, murder the of crows, oh, murder of crows, murder the hook. Yeah. What a yeah, good ass game. The figures, whatever they called, dude. Oh my god. Um, yeah, I just don't really know what the how that game looks. You know, in in, in its involved mm-hmm. form. Uh, actually, I do know looter shooter. Shared world uh, shooter. Shared, there oh, it is. We there are all go. big daddies. Oh, We're all big uh, daddies. Could you imagine? We could customize the... our loot. <laughs> customize our big daddies. The vitriol the show, audience would have. Now. <laughs> the vitriol the audience would have if you return with a looter shooter for Bioshock. And yeah, I feel you in the sense of like it wouldn't necessarily be like as dramatic of a reimagining as God of War 2018 compared to the previous God of War games. But I also just don't think we get enough things like that. Like it was already unique enough that even a new version of it would still kind of hit that level for me where I'd still put it in like the Breath of the Wild God of War conversation. Cause like, I'm trying to think of other examples. We always talk about God of War and Breath of the Wild. What else has done that? And I think that a good example is Metal Gear Solid five where it is Metal Gear gameplay, but it is a radically different game and it is extremely polished, has its faults story. It didn't incorporate all the elements we love about Metal Gear enough, but it did God of War eyes, the gameplay, you know? Yeah. And I, I feel like if they, they did that, for uh bioshock that'd be more than enough Ooh, yeah I'll tell you I, what, I mean less a parry mechanic dash mechanics oh, <laughs> dash i'd be all about it I, honestly i think if i was in this if i was in the seat to develop a new bioshock game i think the, the main things i would keep would be all right you got one hand that is the gun you have the other hand that is your vigor or your whatever your magic abilities are and it is in a dark horror setting and that's it everything else is going to be new everything else is going to be forward looking you're going to have player choice it is going to be slow paced um but you know aside from that we're crafting our own story and like tim said right it's going to be narrative i think if you if you flow with that people will get the fact that it's bioshock and if you make it great then i think people will accept it i'm just imagining the the sizzle reel already i'm imagining like the lighting and the environment oh, God, i want this announced i can't i know i'm excited Do you guys tim. think when, we get it, when does it come year? out tim when does it come out I don't think it gets announced this year. Oh, no. shit. Oh, we've known about it forever, though. <laughs> I mean, but uh, besides, like, we've known about it forever in the sense that, like, they've been open about are like, hiring. Yeah, they're hiring, and they started doing that at the beginning of last year, and now, like, every like the world's turned upside down. I don't think we get an announcement sure. for that game for at least two years. Another game that uh, fits all of what Barrett just said and fits the answer to this question potentially is Metroid Prime 4. I could totally see that game being very different than what we expected especially with them having to go back to the drawing board and stuff and retro getting involved i can kind of see retro having made three of these games already being like we're going to do something a little bit different with this we know this franchise so well granted the team's very different over time but there are still a lot of people that are key you know members of the team that worked on all of them you guys have any other examples though of games you think are going to come back i've been saying this on uh, PS, I love you forever. But siphon filter, 
Mm. I think Siphon Filter is due for a comeback. I think it's the perfect time for it with Kojima and Konami splitting that there isn't another tactical stealth espionage game out there. The fact that Splinter Cell, uh, those demands continue to not be met or anything like that. I think it's the perfect time to get back to a get back to Siphon Filter. I don't think have it look the same. I would say you are not picking up the same story. You are rebooting it. You are uh, Gabe Logan. You are doing a I don't want to be Gabe Logan. (laughs) But if it, what if it was brand new? What if it was brand new though? It's not the same Gabe Logan. Yeah. <laughs> can I just say can, that be, the, can that be the headline for this week's episode? I don't, I don't want to be Gabe, Gabe Logan. Logan. <laughs> what would you want to do, Siphon Filter game? What about Gabby Logan? Cool, I just yeah. oh, man, I like the the cultural like war begins. Us being at an E3 press conference, let's standing in the crowd and then revealing Siphon Filter. And then, like, you see Gabe Logan and you just hear Andy from the crowd being like, I don't want to be Gabe. I don't want to be Gabe Logan. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, you Greg. I think want. you're right. That, there's a hole in that sort of gaming library right now. I just don't know if it needs to be Siphon Filter. I don't, I think it, it I think any brand new property can fill that void. It doesn't have to be, we're bringing back Siphon Filter in the similar way that. Yes, I was excited when they announced the return of Perfect Dark, but it's like, I don't need Perfect Dark back. Does did anybody really want Perfect Dark back? We're getting it, and that's cool, but does anybody really care that Perfect that Joanna Dark is coming back? Does anybody really want Gabe Logan to return and siphon all these filters? You know what I mean? I, mean, I don't <laughs> totally. know, man. Totally. I think that's a little I bit different uh, in the sense that like I and way more interested in the perfect dark game because it's perfect dark than if it was just a new ip like i think that there are elements of the world of perfect dark that are very freaking cool and it looks like they're this from what we've seen of this are taking elements that i liked of the game and i mean we only saw a cg thing so who the hell knows yeah. what it's gonna actually end up sure. being but so far i'm like oh okay i'm kind of into this you know and like giving joanna more of a character than we've seen from her before um or at least a different character which this seems to be doing i'm like cool i'm there like it might as well be a new IP for yeah, all intents exactly. and purposes, but yeah. you know, Joanna Dark's cool, and it's a way cooler name than Gabe. And they had <laughs> and they had cool weapons. And they Gabe had cool weapons Logan. in Perfect Dark. Yeah. What about uh, Splinter Cell? That's a great answer. Nope. We're gonna get Splinter Cell at some point. I think Splinter Cell is more likely than Siphon Filter. I'm shocked we haven't gotten Splinter Cell this last year. I gotta assume that like somebody's got dirt on Tam Fisher and he just like, you know, he can't reveal why he's not coming back. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's allowed to show up in canceled. all these he's other games, though. Yeah. Like, he shows he's up in like, everybody else's game, but he just can't have his own. He's been silently canceled. He did some nefarious shit, and it's just like you're never going to ever see him back. Do we think that, like, why. is it is this because, like, is Ubisoft just not passionate about making splinter cell anymore is this just like think, not you in think the Ubisoft has passion on a ground level yes on a, like a manager like a higher up level absolutely not um the splinter I, my question would be what does splinter cell sell you know like is it a metroid kind of thing where nintendo is like well people like this but they're not showing it in the numbers and so we're not going to make another splinter cell or is no, it just but, that like they can't figure it out i think it is conjured enough sort of value in its name alone where every year an e3 goes by and there is no splinter cell and you keep on hearing that there is no splinter cell i think that enough in the same way that i didn't grow up a pc gamer but i knew about half-life 3 i knew about the half-life 3 meme like and i think splinter cell is kind of getting on that level where where the hell is another splinter cell yeah like Mm -hmm. it's it's sort of gotten that notoriety and i 
Has it? I don't know if it's gotten that much. I, dude, has. I think so, man. From Splinter Cell fans year. for sure. Yeah, from Every... the Splinter Cell fans for sure. Yeah. I think it's reached meme. I don't think levels. it's reached I don't think it's reached a Half-Life 3 level. No, but it's reached a Skate 4 level. Yeah. I think it's like yeah. right under Skate 4 level. Yeah, like right, right, right under. And I think that debatably, like how like, many I think depending decimals. on who puts a, the tweet poll out, it would get very close different results mm. uh, between those two games. Like that's, that's why I'm saying like if Splinter Cell comes back, to go back to my earlier point, Perfect Dark was never on that level, but they're still making another Perfect Dark. And I think if Ubisoft were to announce another Splinter Cell, it would have a gigantic fucking pop because every year everybody's Twitter timelines, at least mine, are filled with, where the fuck is Sam Fisher, dude? Why is he popping up in every other property? Please just give me Sam Fisher again. And like we were mentioning earlier, the fact that there's no, you know, uh, Greg talking about bringing back Siphon Filter because there's no sort of espionage stealth shooter thing. Like, come on. I mean, the my point's been made a million fucking times over in a million other podcasts. <laughs> I think the difference with Splinter Cell is that they went so hard for a short period of time but like it was essentially a generation and a half of consoles specifically xbox and splinter cell was a much bigger deal than perfect dark ever was like perfect dark yeah. never hit golden eye levels even on n64 you know and definitely not on xbox 360 and we haven't had a perfect dark since 2005 with the exception of the remaster of the first game on xbox 360 whereas splinter cell it's it it's been a, a while but it hasn't been that long but we got way more games of i don't think splinter cell ever hit the low of perfect dark zero uh but i also don't think that in the more recent iterations that ever hit the high of pandora tomorrow or chaos theory and what made those games so special was their fantastic single player their exclusivity to xbox so it gave you know the xbox fans like a something to really like fight for or fight with uh and it also had insane multiplayer that like really kind of the asymmetrical multiplayer and all that stuff like it really invented and was the only place you can get a lot of that type of stuff there's mercs exactly and it's i think that, yeah special hell yeah and i think the games kind of like especially ubisoft games and online games and all that stuff have moved so far from that now that mm. i can imagine ubisoft just is struggling to find the right home for splinter cell whether it's single player multiplayer both i don't know because they have so many different ideas linear so many different open, games. like majorly open world which is like yeah they've got to be pushing towards shit. open world yeah. right they've got to be they especially for them to look at what well, i mean we talked about it earlier in this conversation but to look at metal gear solid 5 and be like oh man that's like so almost one of our games <laughs> like why yeah. how do like we do that, that? dude yeah. if they oh could fuck it, if they could nail that loop because you tell me an open world Splinter Sun, I'm thinking, fuck no, I don't want another open world Ubisoft game. Give yep. me a straightforward experience, 10 hours, narrative, and it, it just give me that. But then you mentioned the Metal Gear Solid 5 gameplay loop, and it's just so, it's so solid. Yeah. It's so hey. flawless, you know? <laughs> Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. The same thing there, though, is I, I do think being realistic about Splinter Cell, I imagine that we will see it again, but I don't think it's going to be a God of War type thing or a Breath of the Wild type thing. I think it's going to be, unfortunately, more similar to the Prince of Persia. The first time we've seen Prince of Persia in years and it's the Santa Time remake that, mm. you know, doesn't look great. Yeah, I, I think it'll be more than that. Yeah, I, I, got I, indefinitely I don't think they'll flub that. Well, I mean, yeah. no, who knows? Who knows? Who I'm never surprised knows? whenever a studio flubs something. Mm. Uh, what do we think about these KOTOR rumors? 
Oh, God, I hope so. Again, uh, that's I the High it. Republic. It's happening. I buy it. Mm. Aspire. Yeah. We'll see. But I don't think it's going to be a God of War type thing. I think it's just, it's going to be a Star Wars RPG. Oh, sure. Now I'm just thinking of franchises that might come back here. Well, right. I mean, Star Wars is a good one to bring up because I think, you know, this, the ceiling is high for what Star Wars games you can bring back now that Lucasfilm Games is doing their thing. And so give me Star Wars Racer. Yep. A new one. I, I think Make I just... Stat. I th- man, I am so on the fence with with Star Wars games now because I... I guess I want to be a Jedi, and I also realize that I don't love shooting laser guns anymore. Like Battlefront has just never. I've come to the. I, I've come to the sort of um, the realization that shooting laser guns in Battlefront is never satisfying to me, and I don't know if I'll ever love shooting Star Wars guns in video games again mm. because I like what I want is obviously a game where you're you're in star wars and you are kind of a you're either in the republic or in the rebellion and you're kind of fighting the federation but man i just don't know if i care about that gameplay hear me out though star wars the bounty hunter the mandalorian (laughs) i can see the trailer in my head (laughs) pedro pascal looking good as all hell looking good as all hell I hope they change Kotor and and make it what you know whatever this new thing is Knights of the High Republic. I hope it's I mean that's Tim's guess though. I hope it's something more than just turn based, right? Because wasn't Kotor two was not it was not turn based, right? Yeah, I mean it was like a form of turn based. It was all iterations on similar things. We're we're, we're whatever Kotor situation we're getting is going to be radically different than what we got in the past, and I think that the only real ties are going to be hopefully an excellent story with excellent original characters and you know very very choice driven from the users but it's going to be modernized to all hell compared to what the original games are i mean those games are tough to go back to yeah yeah. well you know i I was mentioning my sort of uh issues with hopefully we don't get a splinter cells that's open world or whatever but man i just i want an open world star wars game so bad i want a sprawling universe and talking to npcs all over the place I want Mass Effect Star Wars, pretty much. <laughs> I want that experience. Let the me final talk two, to just crazy aliens, you know? Hell yeah, man. The final two here, I don't think we have too much to, to go off, so I'm just going to read them together and if, see if any of us have any answers. What franchise do we think are poised to keep, gain, or lose relevance to the new generation? Something like Call of Duty being unseated as the best-selling ubiquitous shooter in the gen. I feel like we kind of touched on most of the ones of like what we think is going to just keep happening. Like, I do think that it's not so much a franchise, but I think it's, it's a mentality and something we've definitely seen is I think Sony's first party are going to continue to be a genre to themselves that are going to, you know, I think PS5 will have a lineup that at least rivals the PS4s at the end of the day in terms of first party titles. For this question, I mean, I, I, would, I would put out and want to know everybody's bet on Fortnite. Yeah, like this is Fortnite maintain it's king of the mountain here. Or does, I mean, it's one of those things. They're so high, you feel like there's no place for them to go but down. But they've I could, maintained yeah. to be this high for a long time. I come from it from the perspective of being on Twitch and following the trends and knowing what big streamers mm-hmm. are playing that game. And any time, you know, a lot of a lot of it is, you know. Anytime I think that it's down, it never is down. It's just maybe that one streamer that I've 
and used to playing Fortnite is not playing sure. Fortnite and hasn't sure. for a while. But then we look at this Gref G or whatever his name was, the the Mexican streamer, the or a Spanish streamer rather, that broke the <laughs> the all time concurrent stream record on Twitch of two point five million viewers playing Fortnite. It's things like that that really kind of make me have a new perspective and realize, God damn, I don't I really don't know what to do with this Fortnite thing because I think it is gonna continue to be dominant. And of course it has nowhere to go but down, but I don't think it's going to fall into irrelevancy at all in the next five years. I think as long as they keep on pulling in new IP and partnering with anything and every fucking thing possible, like it's just—it's it's also the idea that you know, it, you know, and I, I like Fortnite a lot. Obviously, we play uh, kind of funny plays a lot of Fortnite. I'm on and off, but Joey is insane, and Kevin's about to hit Battle Pass 100 too. Joey already did, uh, but it's also the fact that it is a game that skews younger, which means every day there's some other kid who's get, trying it for the first time or getting told about it for the first time and getting into it. And maybe that's more of a cyclical, you know, when the school year starts, there's a new grade of kids that hear about it and start playing it or something like that. But even for the people who are quote unquote graduating from it or moving on, there's still another audience coming in that is going to school in a Fortnite backpack with a school, mm-hmm. Fortnite lunchbox and, you know, going as a loot llama on Halloween and stuff like that. It almost and, feels yeah, like- I think that Fortnite is definitely more of a Minecraft style game than it is yeah. mm-hmm. something that I'd compare to Call of Duty. Like I know it's sure. easy. Like, oh, it's a battle royale. So let's compare it to Warzone and, you know, Apex and all that stuff. But I, I really think that Fortnite can be compared to those things in certain elements in terms of events and in terms of, uh, you know, m- gameplay and maintenance mm-hmm. of whatever they're doing and customer support and all that community. But I think that Fortnite is not going to go anywhere. And I don't think that we're at the end of next gen, we're not going to be able to look back and be like, oh man, Fortnite's had a decline. I think we're just going to look at it as like, it ha- it's had a lot of crazy spikes and it's sure, always sure. relevant. It reminds me of like Pokemon growing up where it's like, it- a lot of kids will grow out of Pokemon, but you're getting just as many, if not more, growing mm-hmm. into to that age of uh, like getting into Pokemon. That's what like reminds like me of what we like kind of grew up with in that I'm, sort of realm. I'm surprised there's not, and maybe maybe there is, and I'm wrong. I'm surprised there's not a Fortnite cartoon or a TV show. Or oh, like they got to be working off. on something. There has to be something because I think that is, that is the only direction now when we talk about you know can Fortnite get bigger? Like I think the answer in terms of like user base and all that stuff. You know, the ceiling is the ceiling, whatever that is for Fortnite. But, you know, they can still expand and they can still do stuff to keep that brand alive. Sure. More, for more basically, relevant. Yeah, more relevant for the foreseeable future. And I think it's going to continue to continue to do, to do that, uh, whether or not the game continues, continues to be the most popular th- thing on planet Earth. My question is, like, does Epic ever put out another Fortnite? Not necessarily, like, literally, like a, like a Fortnite 2, but do they have another, do they develop another game that hits on a similar level of everybody's getting into this because it's everywhere. It's on your phones. It's on Epic game store. It's on all, it's on all that stuff. It's funny. Cause I want to say no, like that's just not how this typically works where, you know, like the, they have the type of game that has this level of success. You can't just do it again. But when you look at call of duty, it's like they have an annual game, annualized game series. Then for Warzone comes out and it's similar, but it is a different product. And I can kind of see something like that happening where it's, tangentially related or incorporated completely with Fortnite, but is a different game. I see that as a lot more likely than Epic just working on something new. Because I I think a lot of the hardest of hardcore Fortnite players are obviously a lot. They skew a lot younger, but they are also really into the characters that the world is creating. So I could see Fortnite releasing 
a little two to three hour campaign where you do play kind of a story mode and you're kind of running through missions as Jonesy, Jonesy and you yeah. have to save the banana man or whatever the fuck they call him. <laughs> and then Iron Man comes down and then Riggs and Murtaugh from Lethal Weapon are in there too. That's right. Your parents are going to get into Fortnite too. And Ricky Lake is also here, Greg. They're bringing back Ricky Lake into Fortnite. <laughs> wow, Gabe Logan's here. Uh, Gabe Logan. <laughs> Finally. Two, I don't want to be Gabe Logan. Two things I want to throw out here because uh, the chat... Uh, who's watching live because there's supporters on patreon.com slash kind of funny games or patreon.com slash kind of funny. Uh, Battlefield was being thrown out there of like, where does Battlefield uh, stay <laughs> in this generation of relevancy? And then someone else uh, threw out uh, Halo and the conversation mm-hmm. around Halo and being relevant. But before we get there, I'm, I'm, I'm still on Fortnite because I, I kind of want to answer my own question a little bit because I was thinking about some things that uh, Epic as a company, like Fortnite has, has funded so much of stuff that they've then went on to do like in terms of when you talk about what they're doing with developers and lowering the 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 split um for getting games on the epic game store stuff like that uh stuff like i feel like there are things they've done recently that i can't think of but they have publishing labels they uh you know have rocket league on their store and they've implemented a, a battle pass in that and they've made it free to play i epic as a company has i think the one the engine the 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 data you know from running fortnite over the years now the um uh, the store and pretty much all the resources they need i think if they wanted to if they wanted to go in this direction like to make another hit right to like put out something new that is that does kind of uh, elevate to the level of fortnite whether it is a spin-off or something completely new um so i just want to throw that out there but to the halo question who knows that's my answer Halo being relevant again, um, I think it will be relevant for approximately a week to two on Twitch because the biggest streamers will be playing it and (laughs) and I think it'll go away again, man. I mean, it's it's anytime Halo puts out one of these recent unless it hits right unless it really, really hits, which I just don't know if a Halo Battle Royale will hit even though we want it to and I want it to and I want one so bad. I don't know if it'll sort of eclipse that that level of of relevancy uh like it did back in the day i just think there's i think it's not like we're missing out on really good battle royales right now or good multiplayer shooters we're not missing out on that right now i think if you wanted the halo experience a modern one halo 5's there and you know how's that going well to be fair halo 5 is 2015 I mean, but it's not like it's a 2007 game that, you know, Halo 2 is or whatever, or, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like it's this, and to, Halo 2 didn't come out in seven, but I just don't think it'll hit that way that we think it will. I think it'll come and go, like, whenever these games are now available on PC, and Master Chief Collection, Halo 3 is available now, they're on PC, and, and it's now full cross-play. And it explodes on again. This is my coming from my Twitch perspective. It explodes on Twitch for about a week and a half, and then it kind of just goes away, and everybody goes back to playing Warzone or Fortnite or whatever. Just remind. There's just too many multiplayer games out there right now. There's not a shortage of of content that I think people are like yearning for, and I don't see any big switches being made uh, of in terms of what the what the market's going to do. I think there's there's no other multiplayer shooting franchise that has the the juice, you know, as much as Halo does to make a comeback or to make a splash and become a 
relevant first person shooter, you know, and live alongside Call of Duty and Fortnite and all the other stuff. Um, and so I, the question for me still is like, will they be able to do it? Uh, and you know, I, it's hard for me to really make that judgment because I'm just not a Halo person, but. For what Infinite is and what it seems like they want that game to be, right? Like, it looks like they want, they want that game to kind of revitalize the franchise and be this thing that returns to the original and gets fans involved and all that stuff. And seeing them delay it gives me hope that they only want to put it out if it's right. But it also gives gives me the little bit of scare of, okay, but what's going wrong? Uh, and so I, I think there's space there for a new arena shooter, you know, but... I, th- I think the question is, like, how good can they make the new game? And we'll see. I don't think Halo can do it, like what we're talking about, because I think it's just it's a mixed message no matter how you slice it. Of It's got to be traditional enough to remind you why you love Halo and give you that Halo experience if you're a Halo nut, but then it's got to be new enough to get me and Blessing excited for it to want to go play Halo, and I think that's just a lose-lose. You let down a side of the audience no matter what you do. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I... I, yeah, I think whatever side you cater towards, you're going to piss off one of the other sides or just, you know, make them not care about it enough. And again, no matter what the biggest uh, personalities out there are saying about the current games market or or, or I guess just uh, atmosphere of like, you know, oh, Warzone's getting old or PUBG is getting old. I mean, those games are still doing numbers mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to player base. Um Counter-Strike is still huge up there, and I, I, like, I don't even fucking... Nobody cares about Counter-Strike that I know of, and it's still one of the biggest games out there. James Bond. And I'm looking right now, categories-wise, and the Master Chief Collection is 1.5K viewers on Twitch, um, which is just, like, you need to have a big explosion, right? And I think it did really, really well that first couple of days that it did go cross-play, but... I don't know. I, I, I just don't think it's I don't think it has it. I, I completely agree with Greg. I I know that I'll enjoy the hell out of it when it does come back, but I don't think it'll come back and be this massive game again like it was back in the day. What if it's free to play? Well, I guess it is free to play, isn't it? The multiplayer version. Yeah. Like, does that do it? Does, does that do anything for you? Because like, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of with you guys that th- that game has an uphill battle. Um but with it being available to anyone to kind of go in and check it out, I think that goes a long way into getting people in. But I'm 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 there with how you guys are about this game. Yeah, I just it's, think like I to just add on to what you guys are saying, I feel like there are three or four separate products that Halo needs to be extremely at least nine out of ten at for it to be like seen as oh Halo's back, and that is a super quality single player campaign. That is a modern arena shooter in the vibe and style of Halo. That is a classic arena shooter in the vibe and style of Halo. And it is a battle royale to be able to compete with modern shooters. And for them to, I don't, I don't have faith they're going to hit any of those. So for them to hit all of them is like even a taller order for what Infinite seems to be so far. But I truly hope that I'm wrong because... If anything could get me into a battle royale shooter, it's Halo with the vehicles, with the ghosts, and with the war dogs and all of that. But sticky grenades on vehicles. I, hell you know. yeah. I thought they weren't doing a battle royale. Are you saying one day they're doing the battle royale or this generation they're doing they're battle saying, royale? I mean, so far they're saying they're not. I'm saying they need to. Okay, cool. I'm sorry. I missed, I just missed a, something in there. I want to make sure I wasn't missing the information. I, no, I, I just, think they definitely will. I just think they're. Of course, they have yeah. to. And I think, as Tim has said multiple times, that would be cool. Yeah. So 
We'll see. I think that would be exciting too if you were like you had 99 Spartans going out there, there was, and vying for a thing. God, there, what was the other game you mentioned League. from the audience? Oh, yeah. Uh, the chat was also talking about Battlefield and where Battlefield's oh. uh, relevancy mm-hmm. lies by the end of this generation. It just seems like either big publisher has the rights to the big game in that genre. And it's like, we have the this thing in this genre, but you have the that game in that genre. And I just don't know if any of those can really coexist. I don't know if we'll ever see Battlefield competing against Modern Warfare um, at all. I don't know. I mean, I think EA just kind of really played themselves in a couple of years when it comes to Medal of Honor, Battlefield, Titanfall, and like their release schedules and Battlefront on top of all of it. It's just like there was just way too much that none of them really had the chance to to super grow. And I think Battlefront had the biggest success story, but that is after a disaster of a launch and, you know, them kind of having to put so much more love into it because of the Star Wars franchise. So I expect we'll see more Battlefront before we see more Battlefield. Um, But I don't know. It's also just a weird thing where when you look at Call of Duty and you look at Battlefield, I am shocked either of them still have anything left to do because it's like, like looking at Call of Duty, it's like, oh, okay, like what decades left? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, and uh, when it comes to (laughs) to Battlefield, like I loved the campaign of Battlefield 1. Like the War Stories stuff was such a cool way to tell these stories. But I... that's gone. Yeah. I enjoyed like World War II as everywhere. well. Yeah. I just don't know if they they keep bringing back those campaigns. Maybe, you know, obviously new engine. It's it's we're telling another World War II story, but this time it's, you know, obviously updated and things are prettier now and there's ray tracing and all that stuff. I don't really I don't know if that brings back multiplayer in, in a big impactful way, though. Good for Rocket think, League, man. 45,000 viewers right now on Twitch. Hell yeah. Yeah, Rocket League is popping. Like, that's what I'm saying when it comes yeah. to, like, the Epic stuff is that I think Epic has the juice and they, they know what they're doing so much that I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be surprised to see them continue to build that catalog of, cool, Fortnite, now we're building up Rocket League. All right, let's build up a third game to, be on, to, to live alongside those and try to make all these games as big as a Fortnite. Like, they also have the publishing label that uh, they're doing now where they're publishing a game from Remedy and another one from Gen Design, which is... Um, uh the team eco lead um and yeah they're like they're going they're going in that direction which i'm very curious about but as far as battlefield i kind of expect that to be business as usual like i think we'll continue to see battlefield games but i don't know if they'll ever be competition for call of duty i think they're just going to exist for battlefield fans and live on like that when was our last battlefield game was it battlefield one it was battlefield five that was a couple oh. years ago. Only reason I remember this is because a couple days ago right. I asked someone, like I think on a stream or something, like, hey, did, what happened to Battlefield's Battle Royale? And somebody was like, oh, it came out. And I was like, it came out? <laughs> that <laughs> was the uh, the fire mode, right? Yeah, firewall or something like that. Firewall. No, fi- fire yeah. circle. Ring- it was ring like a ring of fire. <laughs> it was a ring of fire. The circle closed in on you and you, you fire. would burn out. Firestorm? Firestorm crushed it. Fireball <laughs> Island. Final question. And this is a gut thing if any of you have an answer, because I don't. What developers or publishers will make the biggest new IP impact this generation? Think Guerrilla Games with Horizon, uh, Moon with Ori, Bungie with Destiny. Ninja Theory. Mm, That's my answer. Excellent answer. That's a really good answer. That's a really good answer. And here's a follow-up question, though. Is it with Hellblade? I don't know if it's with Hellblade. I Do you think count what, that Hel- as a new IP? Because that yeah, that's exists. not a new IP. Yeah, I, I don't count that. But like, also, I don't know if I don't know if it would be Hellblade because I think Hellblade is such a specific thing, a specific type of game that 
for I guess what we're talking about, uh, what the question is asking for, right? Like the next big AAA franchise. I don't I don't see that as Hellblade. I see Hellblade as this you know te- technically innovative, really cool like niche title that people are going to flock to and and critically love, but I don't think it's going to sell like crazy. But I think Ninja Theory has the has the ability to make something that is new and big and fresh and exciting. See, I wouldn't be surprised if Hellblade Two is big enough and like substantially different enough to be seen as almost a new IP, more similar to the Breath of the Wild style conversation we we're talking about earlier. Mm. Where I can see, like, I can see if it's, it's like twenty hours hard. long instead. Because yeah. Hellblade One was probably like five hours, six hours, somewhere in that realm. And yeah, I guess if it's a full, if it turns into a full priced game, that is, and I know it's on Game Pass or it will be on Game Pass probably. Um, but you know, if it is like a fifteen and twenty hour thing that strings along an actual like you know bigger story and all this stuff, I could I could see it coming out and being like this premier franchise for for Xbox. For me, it's a and it's a cheat answer, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Uh, Super Turtle Giant, Rock. Oh. Super mm. Giant, where I think all they do is make new IPs, but I think. Now that the world kind of woke up to how fucking awesome they are after Hades, you know what I mean? After somehow sleeping on Bastion and Transistor, uh, I think their next one will have even more eyes on it and it'll be even bigger. Hmm. Yeah, mine was going to be a cheat answer, Turtle Rock with Back for Blood. Yeah, Back for Blood, let's go! God, I can't (laughs) fucking wait for that game. June, Andy. Been thinking about it every goddamn day. Um, I mean, it's, it's Left 4 Dead, right? There's nothing new there, but I think it's going to... I think Left 4 Dead wasn't as big as it was for me because I was primarily a console player and it was just kind of one of those weird console games that wasn't ubiquitous like a Halo was or like Call of Duty Modern Warfare 4 was or whatever. You know what I mean? It was always this or Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare rather. Um, it was never a huge game for me, but I know how big it was, uh, you know, amongst the, you know, the PC community or whatever. So I think it's going to be really really huge and um either that and i'm just personally my personal vote i really really hope that um outriders is huge because i just want to play it and yeah. greg i want to make you play people, with me people who people who can fly what is it who people makes who it fly so? people who fly you want me to play with you yeah let's not go i'll play i mean it's, it's the, the excuse me blessing this is me and andy oh it's the division. Oh, bless! I mean, I I made bless play with me at that event. Um, so bless is fun. automatically. Well, I like Outriders. You think? It's the oh, division. Yeah. It's Destiny. It's a third person shooter. You're gearing up. You're getting new abilities and skills. Okay. okay. You're um, gonna dig it. But here's the thing: acting not great, basically. <laughs> like, but who cares, right? I like. I don't sure. give a shit what the acting is. I thought the gameplay was just so much fun and combining. I mean, abilities. I'm friends with Nolan North, so I'm worth. worth we used to terrible acting. Don't worry about it. Oh, is he in it? No, I'm just saying he's a bad actor. Oh, got it, got it, got it. (laughs) And with that, everyone, this has been the Kind of Funny Games cast. Thank you very much for joining us. And uh, if you are patreon.com slash supporter, stay tuned for the exclusive post show where we're about to play a little bit of what? Messier mashup. Ooh, messier. Messier, it's a twist. Oh, Oh my God. God damn. All right, I'm looking at at the Outriders gameplay here. Okay, okay, okay. 